This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news updates with Kathy Romano. It is Tuesday, July 21st. Good morning, Kath. Good morning in the news this morning. Authorities say a babysitter has been arrested in the death of a two-year-old Philadelphia boy reported missing earlier this month. King Hill, last seen on July 5th and reported missing three days later, was repla- was placed in the care of Tiana Parks by his stepfather. Authorities said Monday his body hasn't been found, but the district attorney's office said cell phone and video evidence led investigators to the conclusion that the child was dead. The chief of the DA's homicide unit said they don't know the date of the child's death, the location or where the body is, but based on this evidence, they know that the child was killed. 24-year-old Parks was arrested early Monday and charged with murder, child endangerment, custodial interference, abuse of a corpse, evidence tampering, and lying to authorities. Residents of the Strawberry Mansion neighborhood of Northwest Philadelphia, where the child's mother lives, took part in searches for the missing child. A gunman posing as a FedEx delivery person shot and killed a 20-year-old son of a federal judge and wounded her husband at their New Jersey home before fleeing, authorities said. The shooting happened Sunday evening at the North Brunswick home of U.S. District Judge Esther Salas and killed her son Daniel. Uh, Her husband, defense lawyer Mark Anderall, was injured in the attack. Investigators are examining a possible connection between the shooting and the body of a man found dead Monday of an apparent self-inflicted gunshot wound in Sullivan County, New York, a law enforcement official said. The man, an attorney for the New York, uh, uh, from New York City, is being investigated in connection with the shooting. The man had appeared before the judge in the past, the official said. Daniel uh, Anderall, South Alice's son was set to be heading back to the Catholic University of America in Washington, D.C., where he was named to the dean's list this this past spring. Esther Salas, seated in Newark, was nominated by President Barack Obama and confirmed in 2011. Prior to that, she served uh, as a judge in New Jersey after working as an assistant public defender for several years. In an email statement, New Jersey Governor Phil Murphy called the shooting a senseless act and said this tragedy is our latest reminder that gun violence remains a crisis in our country and that our work to make our community safer isn't done. It's an assassination, man. It's Awful. Horrible. Well, isn't this, wasn't this the judge that had been assigned to work on the Ghislaine Maxwell yeah. case? Is that the... Um... Well, to, it, it's like an extended thing. Right. Was someone was... It was and I forgot. She was Deutsche Bank or something like that. Right. It was funding. She was yeah, yeah, yeah. Stuff. Yeah. investigating finances. But, and this guy that they, that they think did it was a hardcore anti-feminist. And I was reading his website yesterday. Just so He was also terminally ill, right? Uh, he was sick. He yeah, had, yeah, yeah. He was yeah. Terminal, I heard he was terminally ill with cancer. Yeah, yeah and just oh, figured wow. the guy, okay. the guy who, who they found dead. And he yeah. seems like, like he, uh, just go for broke. Awful. Yeah, like he Lunacy. was. I, I think he wanted to, like, you know, tie up loose ends. Yeah, that's what it seems. Psychotic, obviously, yes. Yeah. Awful. People all around Philadelphia are complaining about the trash that's being left on the curb for days past this regular pickup. The union Not rep- me. I love it. <laughs> it's yours being I left? just love it. It's yours because left, too? I've always wanted to ski, and uh, now I have at least the option. To, to me, they represent a, a garbage version of the Bunny Hill. Oh, my God. <laughs> so the union representing the sanitation workers said more than 100 workers have contracted COVID-19 through the pandemic, and because of the contact tracing, even more than that, have had to quarantine. Uh, The stink has gotten so bad that Councilman Brian O'Neill wrote a letter to the mayor's office calling it another public health crisis.
crisis and called on the city to hire private companies to help with the pickup. The streets department says it's keeping its options open and is also considering moving more staff and deploying more trucks for the pickup. I can only imagine the Garbage Collectors Union fully embraces that concept. <laughs> right? Just last week, there were 4,331 trash complaints, more than eight times what the city normally sees. The streets department is asking people to put the trash out one day later than normal pickup for this week and is warning people that uh, even though you put it out there, it may take even longer to I've get picked up. i also heard, Kathy, that they ask you to re-examine the garbage and see if there's more you can eat. Maybe you're being a little rash Don't in what you're throwing out. Steve, they want you to bring the bags back inside? <laughs> Check it out. Okay, all right. You know, sometimes they're little gems. <laughs> <laughs> Check it out. You don't know. Maybe you were yeah. a little austere on that first ejection. Oh, my gosh. So is yours sitting at your curb? My, no, actually, what we do is it's weird because they are coming by. I put my garbage out uh, on um, the collection supposed to be on Friday. I put it out on Thursday. And then by next Wednesday, Thursday or Friday, it, okay. it disappears. Now, I don't know where it's going. But it seems to be collected. the uh, The recyclable recyclable stuff gets collected first. Okay, and then, but the the gar- I wouldn't say it's. I'm in a better situation than in a city street. We have garbage pile after garbage pile right. after garbage pile. I, I, you know, I don't see it unless I go outside the garage. Well, they're asking you this week to put it out a day later, but even to expect maybe it might not picked up be picked up that day. All right, in sports this morning. Flyers center Sean Couturier was named a finalist for the Selkie Trophy, awarded every year to the forward who best excels in the defensive aspects of the game. Couturier joins Patrice Bergeron of the Boston Bruins and Ryan O'Reilly of the St. Louis Blues as finalists for the award. Uh, Couturier appeared in all 69 games for the Flyers this season, recording 22 goals and 37 assists for 59 points. He had a plus-minus rating of plus 21, which led the Flyers and tied him for 10th among all NHL forwards. The NFL made an offer to the NFL Players Association to play no preseason games this summer. The players were pushing to not play preseason games this year, and the league was seeking to play two games instead of the usual four. The NFLPA has not yet uh, yet informed the league whether it will accept the proposal. The league said players will be tested daily for the coronavirus for at least the first two weeks of training camp, according to the league's new testing protocols. The Washington Nationals announced that Dr. Anthony Fauci will throw out the first pitch on Thursday when they open their season against the New York Yankees. The director of the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Disease has spoken regularly on the return of sports after the pandemic and is also a big Nationals fan. And the Phillies announced that Aaron Nola will be their starter on opening day. New Phillies manager Joe Girardi said that the 27-year-old right-hander will start on Friday against the Marlins at Citizens Bank Park. It will be Nola's third consecutive opening opening day start. Roy Halladay is the last Phillies pitcher to start three consecutive opening days, which he did in 2010, 11, and 12. And that's what I have for you this morning. Thank you very much, Kathy. Extended weekend for us. So we're back on this Tuesday morning, treating it like a Monday, as in our Word of the Week prize, so you get the first letter of the four-letter word this week, and we have to give away for golfers a pair of uh, Ron Jaworski golf passports. You get a couple of them in each passport. 
entitles you to eight total rounds of golf and one at each of his eight golf courses, which is uh, pretty cool. He has eight golf courses? Yep. I didn't realize that. Um, So uh, make sure that you get the letter at the end of today's program and keep track of all the letters for the week because we'll have a word on Friday and we'll give that prize away. Uh, Casey also handed me this little note. He says a concert announcement at 8 a.m. Yeah, man. I was like that. Yeah. All right, we'll get the details coming up at 8 then to make sure you're with us. And we have some other things. We have an opportunity uh, for you to win as we are in this steam bath uh, that we call summertime right now. And, uh, you know, it was it, we, it finally hit, like, like full on. Right, right. Yes, the yes. The, the womp occurred. Because yeah. <laughs> what it starts to do, it starts to build up. And then things like the concrete doesn't get time to cool off. And right. then you start to get that rising sort of thing. And then there comes that point where you step out the door and go, Oh, my God. Yeah. And perfect timing, and I'm glad you brought this uh, graphic up in front of me here, Nick. It's the Preston and Steve Duncan Cooling Caravan, which is going to be on the move on Thursday, headed out to some uh, work sites, outdoor work sites, and we'd like to send the caravan to you in the morning, giving you going with some ice-cold coffee, get a little kick in the tail, and do it in a cool way. All you have to do, now the deadline to get signed up is Tuesday, tomorrow. Or no, wait, today. It's today. What am I talking hey. about? Hey! Uh, it's today. Okay, okay. It is today, and you need to get on that because I think we have, it says here, the, what time is the deadline? Ah, hell. 11 a.m. 11 a.m. Thank you very much. Go to WMMR.com and click on contest and fill out the info because we like to send the truck by and just kind of get your day, day started the right way. And we'll make sure that all safety precautions are taken with our friends at Duncan. So let's get on board with that. That is happening and more. We have other things to give away. Want to go ahead and take a break. We'll get back in a second. We'll see what the celeb news rolls out for you. And uh, we'll give some way in form of a stupid question. So we're going to be back shortly. Hope you hang out. Love Preston, Steve, and WMMR? Check out WMMR.com for more of everything that rocks. Nobody likes a delay of game. And while there's been some uncertainty about this football season, Acme is happy to announce it's game on. So no matter what your game day's like, they've got everything you need to cheer the Eagles on. From snacks and party trays to beverages and fan gear, make it a season to remember. Acme, official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. All right, so we're going to ask a stupid question. We're going to give away as a prize 24-karat gold-dipped rose from Steven Singer Jewelers. Uh, the question I have for you this morning is this. What 2005 animated movie featured a hippopotamus named Gloria? Mm-hmm. All right, 215-263-WMMR. Easy one, right, Case? Oh, yeah. All right, what 2005 animated movie featured a hippopotamus named Gloria? Let's see if you know. Call right now, and while we're waiting for that call, I'll rattle off people celebrating birthdays. Today it is Tuesday, July 21st. Josh Hartnett celebrates his birthday today. Like that guy, he had taken a break from acting. He did. It sort of caved in on him a little bit, and now he's back. It became very overwhelming. He was one of those rare people that said, "You know what? I can't do it. I, yeah, I, I've got to. I got to go somewhere else for a while." And he's like a super good-looking dude. So, you know, <laughs> we actually met him when we did the Pearl Harbor press junket on the uh, yeah. deck of the John C. Stennis, the aircraft carrier, and he was just as he was just kind of wandering around like a regular guy. That's it. He was. Yeah. He was just kind of walking around. We're like, "Hey, Josh, how you?" He doing? was so unaware. He actually came over to talk to us. Yes. Yeah, that was the big indicator. <laughs> yep. That no idea what was going on. Steve, he's, he's going to be in this uh, John Travolta, Kevin Hart thing, the Die, yes. die Hard. 
Uh, right. So that's his next um, project. Okay. Uh, he's 42 today. Uh, Allie Landry, the model and actress. Love her. Was she the Doritos uh, gal? Or... I think that's her, right? Because... Yeah, she was. Yeah. yeah, she was married. Well, she was with Mario Lopez for a while. But and I remember her from uh, the, yeah, the commercial in, yeah. the, in the in the in the uh, laundromat Doritos commercial. Yeah. yeah. So um, happy birthday, Miss Dorito. She's forty-seven. <laughs> uh, John Lovitz, uh, who is a favorite of ours, uh, an in-studio guest many times over, and he's just the best. <laughs> you would think that that is a bit of an affectation. That is actually John Lovitz. Yeah, yeah. he is yep. always that way. Uh, he's great in so um, many movies. I'm looking for the will you shut up? Oh, from a league of their own. Uh, yeah, one of my favorite. Oh, there it is. Favorite characters <laughs> I've ever seen of him portray is. Will you shut up? That guy. <laughs> he's also good in the movie uh, Rat Race. Uh, he, I didn't see it. I don't think. Yeah, they. He's the one with his family. They go to what they believe is the Barbie doll museum, but it's the Klaus Barbie Nazi museum. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And Steve, you know, you and I love uh, Little Nicky. Oh, my God. And oh, he's, he's great. He's only in the beginning. He's this pervert sitting <laughs> on, on, a, on, a, on, a, on a limb. Yeah. <laughs> and then he falls and dies. Oh, my God. And he goes right down to oh, hell. Oh, it's so great. Uh, he is 63 today. Uh, Gary Trudeau, the uh, Doonesbury cartoonist, is 72. Still married to Jane Curtin, right? Uh, uh, Jane Curtin? Jane, no, Jane Curtin. Jane uh, Pauly. Jane yeah. Pauly, yeah. Yeah. Uh, then you have uh, Justin Bartha. He is in the Hangover movies. He's the guy who's getting married, who gets, uh, he gets stuck lost up on the and you don't yeah. see him until the end. He spends eighty percent of the movie not on screen. Yeah, we uh, had him in studio for something. Yeah, there was a, it was a Fox TV show. It was when we were doing the Puppy Pooper Bowl. <laughs> that's right. And, oh my uh, god, seriously, they were all gagging. Oh, oh, they were they were about to vomit. <laughs> There's yeah. like four or five of the cast members, yeah. right? Yeah. Oh, it was it was like I remember that his they were all like they were trying for a friend sort of vibe. Yeah. yeah. And while they were here, we had like eight dogs crapping in the studio. Welcome. Okay. Uh, he's also in the National Treasure movies. He is uh, 42 today. Uh, then I saw Rory Culkin, who is one of the, uh, he's a brother of Macaulay Culkin. There's a couple of Macaulay's, yes. right? Yes. Who's the other? Kieran. Kieran. Here's the one I like Scott Kieran. Pilgrim. Kieran yes. is also in um, a show called, oh, man. Come on, you can do it. Come uh, on. Succession. 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 On HBO. Uh, on HBO. Um, on, thank you. Yes. But um, thank you. Is Rory uh, transitioning? R- you know what? I don't know. Uh, Rory was in Scream 4. He was in the movie Signs and uh, some stuff I'm not He is. He's with. becoming a member of the Phoenix family. Oh, oh he is. Okay. I didn't okay. know that. Wow. Yeah, so wow. he'll be a Joaquin Phoenix relative. Rory Culkin is uh, 31 today. And then the final birthday that I saw is uh, singer Cat Stevens. Okay. Uh, now known as Yusuf Islam. Yes. Okay. I was okay. about to play this one. And the cats and the that's Who is that? Okay. That's Harry okay. Chapin. <laughs> okay, song, so I'm having the this. The song pro- has the title it. Cat. It's got yeah. the word cat in it. Yeah. Father um, and Son. So, father so and Son is what I'm there looking for. Yes. <laughs> I did that, I did that before, right? I yeah. just did that like two weeks ago. You did. It's okay. Steve, you know what song I had randomly in my head the other day was uh, Moon Shadow. Do you remember that? Oh. Moon I'm being followed by a moon shadow. Moon shadow, moon shadow. And if I ever lose my eyes or learn the rest of the words to this song. Yes. I love it. And I love, uh, you were talking about, um, oh, T for the Tillerman is one of my uh, favorite albums. That's, that's, is that considered his number one, right? His, 
I don't know. Masterpiece? I don't know. He's he's had a lot of great songs over the years. Okay, I'm not waiting anymore. Well, I got one more birthday for you, Preston. <sighs> okay. Uh, local one. He's 72, by the way. Friend so. of the show, Eric Bazilian. Eric yeah. Bazilian. He wrote Cats in the Cradle. He did not. I didn't know that. But he did write. And the cats in the cradle and the silver spoon. The hoodoo's at my high school now. <laughs> No, but he did write some great songs. He's over great. The years. He actually played. At, did he? Did he perform? Yes. What if God was one of us at one of our? It uh, was in yes. the possum bowl. The possum. <laughs> what we did not the not the oh puppy pooper bowl. It was the possum bowl, <laughs> and he he wow. sang one of us as the as the halftime performance. And it was a. Still young oh, this is Cat Stevens. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> it's not time to make a change. Uh, but Eric is uh, Eric's a great songwriter, man. Yeah, he's he, so he, good. He uh, he. We we spoke to him not that long ago. He was in Sweden, uh, and we were just uh, chatting with him, just catching up. And he still writes music. I'm uh, I'm I'm friendly with um, uh, Dave Wasikin and drummer of the Hooters, yeah. and he actually sent me a clip of a of a demo that they were recording oh, the nice. other day, and really cool lyrically smart song that that he what he. Uh, he cranks out that type of stuff, you know. What are the songs he wrote for Cindy Lauper? He wrote no, uh, that was not him. That it was, was Rob. Hyman. That was Rob. Rob Hyman. Okay, yeah. Rob wrote um, "Time After Time." Time After Time, huge hit. The talented still, guys, man, talented guys, still gets uh, played, you know, quite a bit today. And so. Harry Chapin wrote "Shebop," <laughs> <laughs> which yeah. is about female self pleasure. Yeah, yeah. And uh, <laughs> it's odd that Harry Chapin would, you know, I think he wrote that right after Taxi. He did, yeah. Um, he played. Uh, he, he played one of the mechanics. Uh, let's see. How old is uh, Eric today? By the way? I don't even remember what we're talking about anymore. Uh, Sixty-seven. Sixty-seven. Yeah. Happy birthday, Eric Bazzoli. Yeah. All right. Let's see if we can get an answer to today's stupid question. Uh, what 2005 animated movie featured a hippopotamus named Gloria? And I will go to Jay for the answer. Yo, Jay. Hi. Um, Hi. It's Jilly. Um, oh, how are you? Good. Wait. What's your name? Jilly. Jilly? Yep. Okay. I like that name. All right, Jilly, do me a favor and uh, tell me what 2005 animated movie featured a hippopotamus named Gloria. Madagascar. You're correct. Madagascar. Hold on a moment, Jilly. We're going to give you a 24-karat gold dip rose from Steven Singer Jewelers, and Steven Singer Jewelers has fast, free, safe shipping, whether celebrating your life or just saying I love you. Uh, you, uh, Steven Singer Jewelers is there for you, and you can visit IHateStevenSinger.com. All right, we're going to start with Johnny and Amber. It continues. It does continue, and now we're hearing stuff from the other side. So on Monday, Amber Heard took the stand in London's high court, claiming, among other things, that uh, Johnny abused her and threatened to kill her uh, during a three-day, quote, hostage situation. So the son is resting its case on its claim that Johnny Depp is, in fact, a wife beater and has recruited Heard to share evidence of the alleged attacks because they reported this and they they have to back this up because they're being sued by him. So really, this is not between this is more for the paper. And they're yeah. simply calling both these parties as witnesses. Correct. In support of their case. On Monday, in written statements, Heard testified about an incident in Australia in 2015. She said the best way I can describe what happened in Australia is that it was like a three day hostage situation. We were due to be there for three days on our own, but it was only when I arrived that I realized I was trapped in this remote place without any means to leave and that Johnny had already been using and had a bag of drugs. 
Uh, she said, over the course of those three days, there were extreme acts of psychological, physical, emotional, and other forms of violence. It is the worst thing I have ever been through. Hmm. Uh, she also responded uh, to claims hmm. that Johnny made that she put a cigarette out on his face and severed his finger with a broken vodka bottle. She said, I would be very surprised if he remembers anything about the whole event. He was in such a state, uh, she said, uh, and later described him as, quote, completely out of his mind and out of control during the incident. Now, did she deny that it happened? Or that's she what just I'm curious. He would, it, she'd be surprised if he remembered it. That's what I'm curious about because that, I, 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 don't, I haven't heard all the testimony. I only have what I have here. I would have so. been in court. Ha! Yeah. Also, in her witness statement, heard alleged that Depp explicitly threatened to, quote, kill me many times, especially later in a relationship. The actress also outlined the various ways in which she says that uh, Johnny was abusive toward her, adding that, quote, much of the time he had difficulty recalling what he had done once he had slept it off. Uh, He would blame all his actions on a self-created third party instead of himself, which he often called the monster. He would speak about it as if it was another person or personality and not him doing these things, she said. So when he freaked out, he'd say the monster was here. Yeah, yeah, you're releasing the monster. All All of the abuse contributed to a severe decline in my mental and physical health while I was with him, she said. Uh, Depp was also extremely jealous, she stated. She said that... He accused me of having affairs with each of my co-stars, movie after movie. Eddie Redmayne, James Franco, Jim Sturgis, Kevin Costner, Liam Hemsworth, Billy Bob Thornton, Channing Tatum, uh, even women co-stars like Kelly Garner. He would taunt me about it, especially when he was drunk or high and had derogatory nicknames for every one of my male co-stars he considered a sexual threat. For example, Leonardo DiCaprio was Pumpkinhead. Pumpkinhead. Channing Tatum was Potato Head. And Jim Sturgis was turd. So how come both the other guys got heads and the other one and uh, Sturgis gets turd? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe because his name Sturgis rhymes oh, with turd. turd. Jim Turd Sturgis. Actually, that's pretty good. After Hurd's <laughs> uh, testimony, Johnny's camp produced a recording in court that had her calling him an effing baby and admitting that she had hit him. Hmm. And she had added, uh, I guess, uh, in the recording... I don't know what the the motion of my actual hand was, but you're fine. I did not hurt you. I did not punch you. I was hitting you. I can't promise you I won't get physical again, apparently, she says. Uh, Heard said, I did start physical fights. Yes, <sighs> so you did the right thing. What a nightmare this relationship was. Then she added, but what is your excuse when there's no physical fight and you still run away? Huh? I don't know. Huh? I don't know. Uh, they got married in 2015, settled their divorce out of court in August of 2016, and this continues. How do you think it's going to break on. at this point? Uh, I'm I, leaning towards him. Uh, I think, you know, he, you know against, against the paper. Yeah. I think he, there's enough to suggest that um, they painted a much darker picture. Than, I mean, listen, this is clearly a dysfunctional relationship, and it's good they're apart, but... Yep. They may have uh, gone overboard in their depiction of what it was about. It just sounds like there's a lot more, uh, as far as evidence goes, there are a lot more people that are testifying on his behalf. You know what, what I've though? heard so far. At least, Preston, we found out that she crapped the bed one time. And that, uh, that. that is worth everything. Yes, it is. All right, just shy of 80 years old, Alex Trebek is ready to open up about his life and his current battle with pancreatic cancer. He is publishing his memoir, The Answer Is Reflections on My Life. And it comes out today. And he's giving interviews to support the release. He told ABC that he often feels like a burden to his wife of 30 years, Jean, 
but that she's a saint. And I believe we have some clips we do. about those cases. Yes. Mm-hmm. All right, this is uh, referring to that. There was one day a few weeks ago when uh, Jeannie asked me in the morning, how do you feel? And I said, I feel like I want to die. It was that bad. I apologized to her and explained that it has nothing to do with my love for her or my feelings for her. It just has to do with the fact that I feel like I'm a terrible burden to her, and that bothers me tremendously. Oh, man. Oh, that's terrible. Uh, and this is him talking about her once again. She's a saint, uh, but she has so much goodness in her that she is always giving out, always putting out to help me get over difficult moments. And there have been some difficult moments. Uh, and uh, I... I I'm just in awe of, uh... He's getting choked up. It's the way she handles it. Oh, man. This is terrible. Aww. He is He is just, an, he's just a, an, an inspiring class act. And then he talks, Preston, about at this point, he still really hasn't put his affairs in order. Okay. I keep putting it off. Do you really? Yeah. Really? It's amazing. I've said to myself, hey, you you better start getting your affairs in order. And I know exactly what I need to do, but I have yet to do it. So there's something in the back of my mind that says, whoa, hold on a second, host breath. Maybe maybe you're going to be around for a little while longer. Did he call himself host breath? Host breath. Oh, host breath. Okay. Last night, they played the first time he hosted Jeopardy. Yeah. It was wild to see it, and I forgot that they had this as one of the sets of rules on the original version of the show. Um, you could jump in before he completed the clue. Oh! Uh, and it happened a couple times. Also, interesting. Which, uh, a couple people who were on Twitter were pointing out as well, because I was uh, you know, commenting about it. Uh, every answer, right answer, got an applause from the audience. No and when they get, ooh, so you'd hear a lot more interaction. Oh, and no. Alex was and then, bah, 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 like a mile a minute, you know. Yeah. So, but he was even top notch at that point. That's interesting. He has not, uh, he has not put his affairs in order. It's, yeah. uh, you know, that we, we, we have to redo that sometime soon. I've, I've done it before. And it's, uh, it's a bizarre experience because you talk about, Finalities, <laughs> and it's uh, it's kind of hard to do. Yeah. It, I would imagine, and and he also talks about that he's been very emotional lately as well. Um, and uh, you know, so I, it's got to be hard to go through certain things like that. Uh, he said that um, he had said that he was talking about his emotional struggle. Um, and he said he was talking about his doctor. He told me not to feel embarrassed, but I said I do feel embarrassed. I feel like a wuss. Uh, it's not that men shouldn't cry. It's that my God, Alex, get yourself together here. He said just the day before, uh, he said he started getting very emotional for no reason that I can think of while his son Matthew was preparing dinner. Noticing his father upset, the 30-year-old stopped cooking, came over to the kitchen table, pat his dad's back, and uh, he said then the moment was gone. He said, thank God these things don't last long. I know that now, so it doesn't scare me as much as it used to. I saw it was a great interview that Harvey Levin, of all people from TMZ, uh, did with him. Uh, and uh, what what a life he's led, man. He's he's uh, the book. I, I can't 
wait to read it because it's uh, he's had a, a obviously we're just familiar basically with Jeopardy, but there's a whole bunch of other stuff that happened in his life that's pretty impressive. All right, let's get on to some frivolous and meaningless. We things need that here, stuff here. Uh, Christian Cowan is calling out Chloe Kardashian. Let me say that again. Christian Cowan is calling out Chloe Kardashian. <laughs> right. uh, the designer has accused. Oh. What? Who's Christian? Is he the guy from... Uh, He's a Pro- designer. Pro- okay. He has accused the 36-year-old of selling borrowed runway samples... Oh. No! ...on her Kardashian closet site. Borrowed runway samples? Writing on Instagram stories, Chloe Kardashian, why are my runway samples I loaned you being sold on your website? So she was supposed to give them back. Yes. You're a whore! A, uh, you're a whore. A blue midi dress was listed on closet for $1,300. A similar dress in the spring line retails for $1,950. Cowan said that he reached out to her team before grousing on social media but was rebuffed. Well, let me ask you. Isn't that kind of a standard thing that Khloe Kardashian is doing in that you uh, you can sell stuff like that? I mean, they're, they're well, all yeah, but yeah, but not hers. supposed to be returned. She was supposed to return it. Oh, He's not getting credit. Yeah. Oh, I mean, well, now the plot thickens. It's theft. It yes. says, but we've emailed three times, no response. But her page, but per page six, Kardashian was never told to return the dress. An insider claimed uh-huh. the dress was gifted to her through her stylist without a mention of a loan, and it was never asked to be returned. So that so, seems to be the issue here. So is wait, is do you think that's okay? So if somebody gifts it to you, yes, then for you to sell it. Well, Preston sold that beer maker that you gave to him as a gift. No, listen, no I gave that away. Oh, okay. Listen, I, because this is this is something that um, this is something that I struggle with. No, because um, <laughs> I'm on the yard sale sites. And- Tonight we talk to Catherine <laughs> about her personal struggles in selling gifts that people give to her. I want to sell so much that people have given to me because it's all terrible and cheap. But I'm afraid of, well, I'm not really afraid of hurting their feelings. I'm just afraid I won't get enough for each thing. That <laughs> for each item. No, but I won't. If somebody has given it to me, like I've gone to, like sometimes I'll, I'll forget and I've gone to, to post something and I'm like, you know what? I don't think I bought this. I think it came, you know, came from someone else. Yeah. And then I won't put it up. Because, Are you afraid they'll see it? Yeah. Well, and just that, yeah, but kind yeah. of that, like, I. I don't know. I, should I be making money off of something that was given to me? I should just give it to someone else. I think at a certain point, the understanding is you've received something, you now own it. Uh, you know, and that, that's you your 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 call to do with it as you wish. You know, yeah. but you can also see how the person who gave it to you might be hurt. Might be hurt a little bit if they do, yeah, especially if it's it. like yeah. a kidney or something. And you should say, say next time, just give me a hundred dollars. Yeah, you know, your it's taste is so bad. Just give me cash. Mm-hmm. So I guess regifting is better than selling online. <laughs> A present that somebody gave you, Kath? Like, no, no, it's not a present. Like, oh. it, you know what I'm saying? Like, if somebody, like, handed down, say, uh, like, I'll, sometimes I'll buy used handbags or, or things yeah. like that. Oh, but okay. but the girl that I buy from, sometimes if she has something that she can't sell or she feels that it's not worth selling, she'll give it to me. So then, do you know what I'm saying? If, when I'm finished with it, do I, I feel like I should give it to somebody. I shouldn't sell it. All right. Uh, the dress has been pulled from the site. This isn't the first time, by the way, the famous family has been criticized for selling their worn clothing on the site, which has no obvious link to charities or other worthwhile causes celebrities typically, you know, give to when they're selling their cast off. So that's kind of a celebrity thing. Well, but Chloe's very generous with the saddles that she has. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Joey Lawrence has filed for divorce from his wife, Candy. The 44-year-old actor and musician is seeking dissolution uh, with minor children. The soon-to-be ex is tied the knot at the Walt Disney World Resort in Orlando, Florida in 2005. I remember that. Share two daughters, Charleston and Liberty, who are 14 and 10. Uh, In June, the former Blossom star posted a heartfelt tribute on Instagram 
to his daughters in honor of Father's Day. Uh, next to the photo of the pair with their pet dog, he wrote, "My reason for life, my greatest blessings." What's who's his brother's also an actor, right? There's Joey Lawrence, Matthew Lawrence, Matthew I believe. Lawrence. Yeah, uh, actually, he has two brothers that act. Yeah, there. Uh, the one was on Boy Meets World. That's right? it. Yes. Okay. And I don't know who the other one is. Uh, Joey was previously married to Michelle Bella from 2002 to 2005. So this is the second marriage that's ending for him. So oh, wow. It happens. Love, yes. Yeah. Nicki Minaj revealed that uh, she's expecting her first child with her husband, Kenneth Petty. Ooh. Uh, she took to Instagram to confirm that she's pregnant. In a series of photos, the bikini-clad Minaj can be seen cradling her baby bump. The 37-year-old star captioned one of her posts... Preggers. Pregger. You know what would be a good uh, pregnancy gift for her, Preston? Mm. A homemade beer-making kit. Yeah, it would be, wouldn't it? <laughs> she thanked her fans for the well wishes. And I actually like this message. It says, love, marriage, baby carriage. Uh, overflowing with excitement and gratitude. So uh, this will be the first child for her with her husband, Kenneth Petty, who she got married to in o- October of last year after more than a year of dating. Um, so they're good to go. Oh, wow. Is yeah. that the picture? Yeah, she posted a series of them. They're uh, what I would call subtle. <laughs> oh, my God. Wait, let me see you talk about, yeah, yeah. Come on, man. Yeah. I love her. But that's Nicki Minaj. And I she's know. Funny. It's just, you're pregnant. Yeah. You know, come on. These are typical pregnant shoes <laughs> that she's wearing. Yes. <laughs> These yes. steel stiletto heels. and Yeah, yeah and jewel encrusted. And, uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, today's show anchor Savannah Guthrie is undergoing cataract surgery on her right eye to address a blurry spot after her three-year-old son accidentally hit her with a toy train last fall. <clears throat> I remember this story. You reported on it. Yeah. Uh, she said it's been a long time, and I'm super excited. She was supposed to get it done uh, yesterday, I believe. I think the toy train has been sticking out of her eye ever since <laughs> the whole right? time. Yeah. So they they put they hung a hat on it, <laughs> oh. so you can't really can't see tell. it. Yeah. It's um, a caboose. Guthrie was supposed to have the surgery done earlier this year, but had to postpone it due to the coronavirus pandemic. So she got that underway yesterday, from what I understand. Uh, Oscar winner Halle Berry dangled a fun day featuring four pairs of toes in front of a bottle of wine. But her fans are wondering whose toes they are. Whose toes you are? I'll kill them. That's her her stalker, her boyfriend. Sunday fun day. Uh, How many toes? Four. What happened? Four pairs. Did you step on a landmine? Mm. It wasn't four toes. No. Okay. What? Four toes. Uh, So Barry split from her boyfriend of five months. Who is it? Alex DeKid. Uh, they split uh, her first public relationship since her her divorce from uh, Olivier Martinez. So we don't know who the. Uh, do you have the toes picture? Nick? Yeah, I see it right here. Okay, so some hairy yeah. legs sticking in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It so. is a Sunday fun day. She actually said that Sunday. She took my phrase. Yep, yep. So we'll have to wait and find out. She's just uh, she's stringing us along right now. She hasn't been public, as you said, publicly connected to someone mm-hmm. in a while. Yeah, you know? Did while. you see? Uh, you haven't seen John Wick three yet, have you? No, I have not. All right, because she's such a badass. Great in it. So great. Okay. Uh, let's see here. An actor named Johnny Ortiz. Uh, he was one of the runners in Disney's McFarland USA alongside Kevin Costner. Yeah. Uh, this guy's been charged with attempted murder. Ooh. Oh, boy. And the story of the particulars only gets more interesting as the details continue to pour in. Um, TMZ broke the story. Ortiz is currently being held on $1.12 million bail. 
with a preliminary hearing set to take place. So how brutal was this? I don't know much about it. He is pleading not guilty, which lines up with the uncertainty that prosecutors have on his connection to the attempted murder of Brian Duke. However, it hasn't stopped Johnny uh, from being charged for his connection with the crime. So there's as, as, as a the gang case. member thing. Oh, really? Yes. Yeah, I so. think I had heard that he'd given uh, that uh, he'd given a pocketbook to this guy, and the guy sold it. Oh, oh no! Man. You don't do that. <laughs> Online, (laughs) freaked out. Yeah, it was Uh, like he sold it to the Crips. He's currently in jail awaiting further proceedings. Mariska Hargitay posted a shot of herself and Law & Order SVU co-star Christopher Maloney. Sunday fun day! No, they captioned it, it's on. I had no idea who this was, and I knew it was her. Yeah. But in the photo, he like he looked way different. His his face he, hair and all that. Face hair, bald head. Yeah. Breasts. And the face hair was no no breast. Um uh, but it was like all white fade hair face hair as well. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, who is that guy? Yep, that's him. Uh, that's it's Maloney. Christopher Maloney. Mm-hmm. They yeah. were the uh, they were the pair on the show for the longest time. Yep. The uh, so apparently the spinoff titled Law and Order: Organized Crime will be headlined by Maloney as Elliot Stabler after he was written off SVU in 2011. I think that was by his own request, though. He wanted to leave the show. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, production and production on organized crime will begin next month and will uh, air Thursdays at 10 p.m. on NBC. You know these shows. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. they grind up plot lines. Like, how how many times can you? How many times can you go out on the same case? You know, one of the one of the I forget who did the bit, but it was um, oh, it was John Mulaney. John Mulaney, yeah, yeah. hilarious. Yeah. I, I love how he hilarious. Goes, how uh, you know a guy working a bar back working at a bar doesn't even flinch yeah. when three detectives come in and start asking him about a murder. <laughs> hey, I got uh, I got boxes to move, man. I don't <laughs> and recalls everything from a night three weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah. You know, with a bar that was crowded with like five hundred people. I don't oh, know. Yeah. He yeah. Yeah. To me. said something about his wife coming over that night. And he, he talks didn't? about iced yeah. tea. Yeah. Like on on, yeah. a, on a special victims, you mean to tell me this guy gets off on little girls? You've been in this division for sixteen years. It's, it's great. A, yeah. It is a great bit. Yeah. And Christopher Maloney has a great story arc on Handmaid's Tale. By the way, Christopher Maloney does. Mm-hmm. Handmaid's Tale. That's a good one. I, I, I can't remember. Let's be fucking honest. Okay. okay. <laughs> I'm just thinking out loud. Last season, three weeks since my last confession. Okay. Um... <laughs> Come on, we all do it. We all do that, right? We all do that. We start to speak out loud. What's going on? One last story. Lindsay Lohan, Dennis Quaid, Elaine Hendricks, Lisa Ann Walter, Simon Kuntz, director Nancy Myers, and producer Charles Scheer joined Katie Couric to share the memories of the classic 1998 film Parent Trap in a reunion. I dig that movie. Uh, the event was organized to benefit Jose Andres' uh, nonprofit World Central Kitchen. I didn't get to see any of it. It I was wild, it especially when Natasha Richardson showed up, Preston. Natasha it, Richardson? It, it, yeah, she, no, she, she passed away, obviously. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 that's right. But, I forgot she was in a movie. Yeah, she was. It was it was uh, Dennis Quaid and her, right, with the, with, the, um, with the parents, and Lindsay Lohan played both twins. Oh, yes. Oh, my God. Correct. Okay. What? I was thinking Parenthood. And I was like, Dennis Quaid was in Parenthood? No, no, no. Parent Trap. <laughs> yeah, it was okay. with Harry Chapin. The Parent Trap. <laughs> uh, they, uh, Kirk released the get-together on Instagram, so I'm sure...
can watch that if I want to at some point. I wish they would get the word out about these things a little earlier, you yeah, know, because know. some of them I really would have liked to have watched in real time. About, yeah, until they've happened yeah. already. All right, we're ready for clips, so let's get to them. A couple of the young children let their judgment mother-in-law move in with them in United We Fall. <laughs> Judgment right. mother-in-law? You're my judgment mother-in-law. That's what it says. I yeah. am the law. I am the mother-in-law. In this clip, co-star Christina Vidal discusses how she is able to relate to the show. Here we go. I know for me that some of the best shows or entertainment are ones where I can see myself in it. And it can help inform me how to deal with my own life situations. And I feel like this show does that. It gives you a way to deal with the craziness of being a parent and being married and dealing with family dynamics and how to stay positive. Where's that sound coming from? Will Sasso's in there. We talked to him last week about it. I watched the two episodes back to back. It's a funny show. Cool. United We Fall airs tomorrow night, 8 o'clock on ABC. Here's the next clip for you. Justin Willman presents his own unique blend of street magic and magic for humans. In this clip, Justin discusses being influenced by David Copperfield. He's the reason I think that a lot of magicians, at least of my era, like fell in love with the art form because he's such a perfectionist and the attention to detail and made the freaking Statue of Liberty disappear. I mean, he didn't leave much left for the rest of us to do. What do I do? What do I make disappear? Yeah. Magic for Humans is streaming now, and that is on Netflix. And that's it. That's my report for you today. Hope you got something out of it. Uh, if not, don't worry about it. We got other stuff we're going to get into through the course of the morning. Uh, keep in mind, today is the deadline for you to get your work site signed up for a cooling caravan with Duncan. You need it. Iced coffee to get you started. We're going to do it on Thursday, and it's, listen, it's hot again today and tomorrow. It doesn't break until Friday. Uh, so if you do have an outdoor workspace and you're interested, go to WMMR.com, click on contest, and then get signed up because the deadline is today at 11 a.m. We're going to take a break. Don't forget we have a, a show announcement uh, that we're going to do as we get closer to 8 o'clock and more. So we'll be back in just a moment. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. With the uh, oppressive heat the last few days, I mean, it was you know, full-on sunny skies nonstop. So I'm very, very lucky, very privileged that we have a pool at my house. Privileged. Um, oh, but spent a lot of time yeah. uh, by the pool. Got some sun on my face. Yeah. And I've realized that I don't, I never do sunscreen when I'm just outside of my house. Like oh, sunscreen really? is for going somewhere else. Oh, right. Yeah, which is <laughs> stupid. And I should actually sunscreen up. Uh, and I saw some videos, I'm sure you guys are, or some pictures online that show you how to sunscreen. Mark Zuckerberg. Oh my God. Facebook. Somebody got this bizarre picture of him on a, uh, on a motorized, um, surfboard in Hawaii. Which looks cool, by the way. And his face is turned at just this moment. And he's got like pancake makeup on his face. He, so I've heard three things, mime, kabuki, and the Joker. Yes. Yeah. 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 And uh I mean it's, it's it looks like mine. He, he looks like a mime. It it's looks like so much. Yeah. Is it straight up zinc that he has on his face? Like what's uh, going on? It here? looks like house paint. Probably. Yeah, it's probably zinc. That's what Maybe. makes that white sunscreen look. I mean, because you can put like I have you know, you and you always have to change the freaking I use sunblock all the time. I I you know, I have vitiligo. It's it's important that I do that. 
So, uh, but you have to change now. You know, there's the big upheaval, and you can't use the standard sunblock. You have to have it without this particular chemical in it, and so on and so forth. So now I'm on the new stuff that isn't as white as that is. Oh. But you can rub you can rub it in and blend it in a little bit. Right. It looks like he put it on with a roller. Just yeah, himself. and yeah. it just looks a little bizarre. Yeah, thank God for the spray stuff. But Kathy's mom would tell you that that's poison, and uh, it's, and you're you going to get anal cancer. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, those were two different. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you and Farah. Uh, but I did, I did use some of it because we also, you know, my my wife has a Jeep, so we we took the doors Privilege. off and, and the top off, and driving around in that I thing is it. a lot well, of fun. You, you have to if you have yeah. something like yeah. that. So let me ask you. Do you wash that, the block off, before you go into the pool? Because I understand you're not supposed to go into the uh, system. That's nah, okay? Or... I don't care. I, wait, but I didn't wait, put any on. So. You're not supposed to go in the pool with sunblock I've on? heard that. No, but yeah. I've what heard all mean? sorts That's of things. That's why you're supposed to shower before. Yeah, that is. That's one of the reasons they do ask you're, you to shower before. So. That makes no sense. You're supposed I know. to wash. You're supposed to wash off all of your sunblock, go into the water, which, you know, magnifies, magnifies the, sun. the sun. And by the way, that... Isn't that stuff waterproof anyway? Yeah. Right? Listen, technically, that's why you see those signs. You see shower, my conundrum? Shower before you get in the yeah. pool. No, I don't know if you're necessarily supposed to scrub your body, but yeah, the sunscreen will, will affect. No, that's you... why your your hot tub is like a murky mess. I No, 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 no. You shower before you get in the pool to get all the dirt and the grime off of your body. Which not... would include sunscreen. No, no, that's sunscreen. That's not dirt and grime. <laughs> They're chemicals. Yeah. So that's what I've heard. I've heard that you're, you're, they, is, and, and yeah. you're supposed to clean Technically. that t- before you go into a pool. But you're I, right. Anybody outside, obviously you need sun protection, so you're not going to scrub that off yourself. I think I mentioned this last year, but I went uh, on a snorkel trip in the Keys a year ago, and um, I was asked uh, slash forced to uh, put on a certain type of sunscreen that's not oh, damaging yeah. to reefs. What did they reef. recommend? Well, it's Steve, it's like the stuff that, that Zuckerberg had on. It was so thick, and they the, like there was there was a giant pump bottle of it on the, the snorkel boat. It was really? one of those reef um, uh, snorkeling trips. So you just you know take a boat uh, forty five minutes an hour off the, off of shore or whatever. Yes, um, that's reefer madness. <laughs> but you are uh, you were basically not allowed to get in to the water with the sunscreen that you had on. You had huh. to wash that off and, and use the one that they provided for you. So and I assume it's, it's uh, like a pool thing as well. I mean, I would you think don't have so. Coral reefs in your pool because it, well, yeah, because it, it can be damaging to the filter or it can yeah. be damaging to the coral reef if you're um, if you're out doing that. That's why my pet manatee died, I think. Oh, man. Really? Because I kept getting in with sunblock on. Sorry to hear yeah. that. Wow. Yeah. Um, so, anyhow, it was it was a pretty funny picture that's, uh, that's making the rounds. Uh, I fortunately haven't had a, a bad burn or anything like oh. that this year. My friend Charlie Miles in college, nicest guy, but Preston, he had to go to the... I mean, he was... If he got near a re- the dome light of his car, he would explode <laughs> into flames. So he had to go full jeans... Long and it couldn't oh, just be like uh, a regular UV shirt. It had to be like a thick shirt under an umbrella. I mean, it was just it, that's why he just never went. Yeah, I wear a UV shirt. I actually went into the ocean for the first time this whole summer on Saturday. It was just it was, was so it warm? scorching. Yeah, that, I it was in the water. Was, yeah, yeah, it was almost not refreshing. Good shark temperature. Wow. Oh God, Steve, <laughs> is that all you're thinking about while you're out there? Sharks. Every, that's the everything I touch is a monster. <laughs> And, like, I'm just looking, waiting for something to just jump out in my face. I just don't feel comfortable. Yeah. yeah, It'd be great if everything in the ocean was dead. Yeah. Believe it or not, a couple of weeks ago, I saved a jellyfish. 
What? Actually, yeah. He did mouth to mouth. I did not. <laughs> I couldn't find his mouth, so I was just. Where's your my... goddamn mouth? No, nah, it's not a mouth. It's a stinger. Ow, goddamn it! I just sucked on a jellyfish's ass. Okay. How did you save a jellyfish? It washed up on shore. Mm-hmm. It. I was fairly certain it wasn't dead yet. My kids were like, I think it's dead. I'm like, well, there's one way to find out. And then I kind of scooped them up on a uh, skimboard, and then I walked them out to the yeah. uh, ocean, and I kind of threw Thank them. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> but I assumed that if he was dead, he would just wash back up, By the way, he did jelly- not. Jellyfish can sting you well after it's dead. So, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So That's they, why I didn't touch it. You don't touch all. it, yeah. No. Don't do mouth to mouth. I'm surprised. I, me too. Yeah, that me you too. would do that. Dude, if it was Any, a shark, I would have punched it in his face. Anything that can harm you, you, yeah. you preferred that it die a death. And, and uh, <laughs> I don't know. Jellyfish, I'm kind of okay with. Are you scared that. of uh, horseshoe crabs? No. Okay. No. Because they're cool looking, but they're a little freaky looking. They, they freak are. me out. Yeah. But they don't I'm do not anything. afraid of them. I right. know they won't hurt me, but I don't want anything They're prehistoric. To do. Yeah. yeah. They I don't look want prehistoric. To do. the, the, those, they're those, shifty. The legs on the underside, that's gross. Yes. Scary looking. It. You know what? You know what it really, honestly, what it what it, uh, it takes me back to? The face huggers from Alien. Yes. <laughs> that's what I think. Yes. Spot on. And when you know I see horseshoe crabs. It looks like a big insect, too. It has yes. an insect yes. element to it. But they don't, they don't. Bug me out because they don't have like pinchers. Well, also, oh, they, they have the actually, decency. They, do, they have the decency to cover over all that with the sh- with the uh, shell. The shell. Yeah. But you're right, Steve. They're almost like like scabies or something like that. Or something, you know, oh, gross. Yeah. right? <laughs> you don't see them swimming very often, though. You mostly just see them when they're washed up on the shore. Yeah, they mostly are catamarans. Okay. Yeah. 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 Uh, all right. Well, anyhow, uh, keep in mind use use your uh, use your, your your proper sunscreen. Protect yourself from the sun. Uh, and speaking of the sun, uh, I have these 50 surprising <laughs> facts about the sun. Oh, wow. Yes, Ooh. I do. It seems appropriate to put things into context when you're talking about yes. how hot it is outside. And you can you got to remember, in our solar system, it could always be worse. Uh, you know what? And a lot of these are uh, straight ahead things like how old the sun is, 4.5 billion years. How Why old, wasn't it in your birthdays? Uh, what type... <laughs> Uh, what what is the sun made of? Actually, Marissa, can you find a song from They Might Be Giants called "Why Does the Sun Shine"? I think that might be a, a little educational tune to play a little bit of. I read through some of this list. I always like to have you reveal it to us on the uh, on the air press, and I, I found it fascinating how the sun actually generates heat. Uh, okay, so what? Here, here's a question: What is the sun made of? It, it the ball of fire is comprised of seventy four point nine percent hydrogen, twenty three percent helium. And 2% heavier elements such as carbon, nitrogen, oxygen, iron, and neon. Uh, hydrogen is the sun's primary fuel. How does the sun burn yeah. if there's no oxygen in space? Right? Yeah. yeah. Here's the deal. The truth is it doesn't actually burn. It converts uh, burnt hydrogen into helium by using the carbon, nitrogen, and oxygen as catalysts. So I don't know what that means, but there you go. It's like uh, cooking. Uh, okay. You know? No. 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 Nope. You, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Transferring heat? Uh, it's like a convection oven. Okay. It's, uh... Go on. <laughs> Nick, Nick, is, is, Nick is, 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 is known as Mr. Partial Science. Yeah. It's no, like I, cooking. Do you care to elaborate? No. No. I, I no. do know that there, there are some things... There's 50 of these things we got to get to. These sun facts. I, I know that there are there are catalysts that can be used to create a chemical reaction and not really burn. And that's what it's doing, Preston. You can, you can use things like that for rocket fuel right. in, in in the in the vacuum. <laughs> Let me space. offer you an analogy. Um, it's like cooking. Okay. <laughs> 
At the sun's core, the temperature reaches at least 27 million degrees Whoa. Fahrenheit. 27 million degrees. So yeah. I have to assume it's zinc all the time when you're there. <laughs> uh, the yeah, but cer- is, that, is that Fahrenheit or is Fahrenheit. that... Okay. Fahrenheit. Oh, then that's hot. It's 15 million degrees Celsius. The surface of the sun has an average temperature of 9,941 degrees. 9,000 mm-hmm. degrees on the surface of the sun. There, there are six different layers. There's the core. These are the inner layers. The core, yeah. the radiative zone, and the convective zone, much like your convection oven. Exactly. Because it is. It's a large kitchen. And the <laughs> outer layers... Are the photosphere, the chromosphere, and the corona? Aren't isn't it amazing? Um, and you, there's a picture up on the uh, screen here in the studio as they get closer and closer to it. Uh, what's actually going on on the surface is, I mean, this it is it's a spherical hell that stays intact. And not only that, what I find crazy is when is when you see images of the surface of the sun and they will point out say like a solar flare and you'll see just yeah. this tiny little ribbon pop up and they'll say there could be 5000 earths inside <laughs> yeah. the size yes. of that particular little bitty mm-hmm. thing that you see pop up that's how massive it is i saw a graphic last week i think it was derek pitts that posted it but it was, uh, the uh, there can be a thousand earths inside of jupiter and then a thousand jupiters inside of the sun Dear God. Um, yeah but isn't it amazing too you know you're talking about however mil- millions of degrees how fragile we are in, like, this narrow corridor of temperatures that are acceptable to humans. Yeah. yeah. And then this narrow corridor of where the Earth actually is. Like, if we were 5 million miles closer to the sun or 10 million miles further away from the sun. Of all the things that right. had to fall into place it's to create a situation that fosters life the way we have it on Earth. <laughs> and we sit around and, and we still it's... have Larry the Cable Guy. Well, like, <laughs> for us, 10 degree swing either way. It's like, nah, I'm hot. Yeah. I know. You know? I know. And that, but it, see, once you understand that the surface of the sun is 10,000 degrees, you're like, 90's not so bad. Right. <laughs> but when you can actually feel something, like you're actually feeling something from that far away, that is wild to me. 93 million yeah. miles away uh-huh. is generating this kind of heat. And you can, you can feel it. Like, you know what I mean? Like you, you look at all like these. Like the Jackson said, all can these, you feel it? All these other celestial bodies, the moon, you know, all of it. You don't, you don't feel anything from those, but the sun, you can totally feel. All right, I'm going to give you. I'm going to give you guys some more interesting and odd uh, factoids. We're ripping about, the lid off the sun probably. about the sun that you may have not known. Mm. So, like this, every. I love They Might Be Giants. <laughs> Great. Uh, so here's an interesting uh, fact. Every second, the sun provides the energy equivalent to 10 billion nuclear bombs. Oh, my God. 10 <laughs> billion <laughs> nuclear bombs. Every second. Every second. Mm-hmm. That's like <laughs> 10 Fourth of July fireworks displays. It's a lot like yeah. that. Yeah. I mean, it's incredible. It, it's essentially a huge kitchen. Uh, here we go. Uh, the sun rotates in the opposite direction to Earth huh. and travels at 220 kilometers per second. 
Where's it going? Uh, I don't know. It's we're just all going. Place. Yeah, we're all oh. going together. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, this one I find interesting. The sun is the closest thing to a perfect sphere found in nature. Wow. Despite its size, there is only a 10-kilometer difference in its equatorial and poral diameters. Isn't that wild? Uh, polar diameters, not poral. <laughs> polar diameters. That is wild. I had no idea that it is almost an absolute perfect sphere or the closest thing to a perfect sphere. When we had uh, Derek Pitts on uh, a few weeks ago, Casey, you asked him uh, a pretty cool hypothetical question about the gas giants, you know, whether or not we could actually fly through them, you know, if, if given the proper yeah. protection and whatever. I wonder if you could fly through the sun. Uh, or, or I asked that? No, you, you no, asked no, no, about... You asked about the gas... The gas like giants. Saturn and stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah. You asked that, Preston? I did. Sorry, yeah. That's okay. Um, so uh, I thought it was a good question. Um, oh, I asked that. And <laughs> I was really glad that Casey asked it. Uh, <laughs> I thought I did. I'm pretty sure I did. Sure. I asked if you could land on them. Casey yeah. asked if you, could, you, fly asked if you could fly through them. Yeah, I was like, can you fly through them? I think I asked that. I'm not sure. Okay. I don't even know what I have for dinner. Is that time. in the fun facts? Did Which one that? asked that question? Did you make your dinner in the kitchen? You know, we're back it's a sun. lot like the sun. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's see here. Uh, who named the sun? Who mm-hmm. gave the sun its name? The word sun has its origins in old the old English spelling S-U-N-N-E. Sun, sunny? I don't know. Uh, in ancient Greece, the big glowing star was known as Helios. In ancient Rome, the flaming orb was called Sol. In ancient Egypt, the sun was named Ra. Yes. Oh. Yep. The sun god, right? Yep. Ra, the sun god. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, there are also, by the way, another little factoid about our sun. A person weighing 75 pounds on planet Earth would weigh 2,225 pounds. That's why the gyms do so well on the sun. <laughs> on the sun's surface. <laughs> <laughs> because everyone's looking to take yeah. off a few, uh, take off a ton or two. I, t- I mean, it's, that's just amazing, the gravitational pull. You think yep. it's a dry heat on the sun? <laughs> Very well, dry. It's not a heat, as he, as he pointed out. And in many ways, if, if I can draw this parallel, it's like a kitchen. Right. <laughs> By the way, speaking of the gravitational pull, when the sun and moon are pulling in the same direction, they're stretching the earth thus making humans micros- microscopically taller. Let's go Is that us being stretched? I feel good. <laughs> oh, my God. That's it's great. so gross. That sounded disgusting. <laughs> it's so terrible. Woo! What the hell was that? Let's <laughs> go! <laughs> Oh, my. You learn stuff. We do learn stuff. Yeah. Are we? Uh, let's see. The sun's volatility is contained thanks to its tremendous gravity, which keeps the eight planets of the solar system held together. We know that. Uh, it's strong enough to hold the solar system intact primarily due to the sun's size and mass. It is the largest and most massive object in the solar system. We know that. It, can, it contains about 99.86% of all the mass in our solar system. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Yet, yet it, relatively speaking, it is a small... Uh, it's, a, it's a medium size. It's a medium size. Yes. In fact, I think it says it in the song here. We need it. through that same thing again. But it talks about, yes, it's a medium-sized sun. Uh, solar flares are the most violent manifestations of the sun at the peak of its solar cycle. 
Um, and those are the ones that, you know, like I said. Arch out. They're, yeah. They're huge. They look tiny compared to the sun itself, but they're absolutely massive. I had a telescope that had a sun filter on it where you could actually look at the sun. Oh, Seriously? Cool. Yeah. you could. Wow. So you would, you would, I never did it. No. I, was, I was afraid I'd burn <laughs> I like my eyeballs just, out. I was scared crapless. I just like to look at the sun. Just stare at yeah, it. Yeah, just stare yeah, at yeah, it. Yeah. Right. All you, have to, do is, you have to can. hold your fingers up to your eyes and then it's Oh, safe. I don't even do that. Then you're blocking the, you know. Okay. Stevie, Stevie Wonder, come out. <laughs> come out. We're going to look at the sun. Yeah, man. When we had the uh, the eclipse yeah. a few years ago, we had gotten from the Franklin Institute those uh, little visors that you could yeah. look through. Mm-hmm. They were neat. Um, and that was pretty cool. Uh, you know, you can't go and watch the sunset without a pair of sunglasses. I hate when I, I'm like, oh, let's go, because there's a great spot down the I shore. you are going to launch into a song. Uh, no, okay. I was not. But I'm done talking. Sun is a mass of incandescent gas, a gigantic but anyway, you go and watch the sunset and what? And uh, if sometimes I'll forget to bring my sunglasses. I'm like, well, you can't watch the sunset. M- most <laughs> most beautiful sunset you've ever seen. Where? Uh, wow. Um, one of the prettiest and most special sunsets we saw was in Sweden a couple of years ago. We were on this island called Gullholmen, and, uh, and it was about, I don't know, 9.30, 10 o'clock at night. And, and the sun doesn't go all, it goes all. Just below, and then it comes right. back up shortly later. So oh, you don't. It, it wasn't the midnight sun. You actually hear like a slide whistle. Don't yeah. you? <laughs> uh But it was pretty awesome because it was so late in the day, wow. and the sun was still up, and it was wow. over the ocean. So that was pretty cool. Mine was Alaska. Okay. Yeah, just gorgeous. Or the last. Well, we saw a couple oh. of great sunsets in Hawaii last year. That yeah, was pretty you know, amazing. Too. Mine is still Montauk. Yeah, I, I've been to a lot of places. We love sunsets. We love going and and you know sitting and watching them. And for whatever reason, there's just the most beautiful sunsets uh, right on this little beach that we go to. Watching the sunset over water, which you don't get many chances yeah. to do here. Uh, there is a spot, Casey, uh, uh, that that looks over the bay. Uh, that yeah, you had me in stay at your, your cousin's house yep. and I actually saw the sun set on the water. That was pretty That's cool. That's pretty great, yeah. yeah. California, um, you see it set on the water. It's gorgeous. I still, like, uh, it's on a bucket list to watch the sunrise in, uh, on the Atlantic, hop in a plane, go to California, and watch the sunset <laughs> on the same day. Um, you gonna, you, you yeah. want to do that sometime? Yeah. No? Not really? Uh, no, no. I totally want okay. to. Okay. All right. That's something I'd like to do. Uh, let's see. What else do we have here? During a total solar eclipse, the human eyes can see the solar corona for a brief period. <laughs> yeah, until you go blind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're not supposed to look at it then, even. Hey, I got a question. When you're taking a picture of a sunset uh, with your camera on your iPhone, mm-hmm. uh, have you guys noticed a little green dot that shows up? I did not. You didn't? All no. right. I don't know what that green dot is, uh, but it happens quite often. When you take a picture of the sun? Mm-hmm. Oh, a sunset. Green dot where? Um, in the picture? In the picture, yeah. I've uh, never noticed. Uh, I don't know. Uh, Nick Murphy's n- giving me a little a, a little naughty poo. Is that lens flare, Nick Murphy? Yeah, he's not. Lens flare? Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see here. What is the exact color of the sun? What's What color would you say the sun is? I'm going to say red. Mm-hmm. Anybody else? Uh, yellow. Yellow. Yeah. It's not uh, orange, yellow. yellow, or red. It's In reality, it is white. How about oh, wow. that? How about that? According to this little factoid. But I don't know why it appears to be yellow. You should explain that. Mm. Because <laughs> of uh, the atmosphere? 
Because of the kitchen? Because of the metrics. It's like a white kitchen. Because of God. The sun is responsible for 45% of the tidal forces generated on Earth, and the moon does the rest. Okay. So I saw a red rainbow last week posted on social media, and it was because it set... Uh, the sun was setting, and the way that the rainbow was refracting, the light from the rainbow was refracting towards the um, person who was in a boat when they saw it. Um, none of the other colors of the rainbow came through. Only the... Double rainbow. <laughs> <laughs> only the red. That's pretty neat. Yeah. Uh, that, is, that is pretty awesome. Uh, Casey, here's an answer to the green dot. Okay. Oh. In photos. In most cases, this is according to a source we found online, uh, the green spot, haze, or flare will happen when taking a photo with a strong source of light in the background. The problem is due to the light coming in at a specific angle and reflecting off the surface of the inside of the camera or the lens cover. Okay. So. Yeah, I was taking a picture of a sunset last summer in Utah, and I was trying to get that particular green dot in a part of the picture that would be absorbed by something else if that right. makes any sort of sense. Yep. And because it was kind Honey, of... Honey, dress as a leprechaun. It was ruining... <laughs> it you was can get, ruining the photo. You can get um, pretty great photos with your iPhone. It's, it's amazing how yeah. good they are. But if you really want to get something with lighting like that, you need an actual camera. You know, mm-hmm. for, for like a sun or, or even stars or the moon or whatever, uh, the iPhone will only get you so far. Hmm. Yeah. And now I just I have another question, but it's not about, for this. about Harry Chapin. It oh. is not about Harry Chapin, and it's not about it's not about the, the sun. sun. Okay, it right, is space. Do we do we feel like going in? I think no, 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 I think no, we go. do. Let's go. I'm running out of facts here. Okay. Well, I had a question about when you're, let's say, in an area that you have um really good night sky, and you could potentially get a picture of the uh, Milky Way galaxy. Okay. Yes. All right. So when I was in the Grand Canyon. I couldn't see the Milky Way, at, but you—if you were taking a picture of it, you would have to do like a longer exposure. Right. Okay. Why is that? The it, amount of light coming through the lens, like it, it has yeah. to do with f-stops. And how long of an exposure are we talking about? Is it like? It depends on the camera, and depends on how much light you want to come through. I, I, I'm totally an amateur when it comes to this type of thing, but my girlfriend's pretty good at it. But she will not. Are we talking use... a second or two, or are we talking? It about... depends. I mean, okay. you can do it longer than a few seconds, but you can. Um, you're probably never going to get a photo that you want with your phone. You're going to need to right. use a camera. To your do iPhone that. will allow, though, allows. The at least the the mega one the 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 maxed out camera mm-hmm. will allow you uh, to adjust f stop I believe okay okay or, or or digital f stop so yeah it's it's how long it exposes the uh, uh, the element inside the wood you know the the kitchen the the kitchen yeah mm-hmm. it's like when you open the door in the kitchen. And let's inside. Right, so I, but I, I didn't fully understand the the amount of exposure you needed. I didn't know if I was like, okay, you have to uh, research that a little yeah, bit. Yeah. yeah, you know what? Also, it has to do with, and, and we can get back to sun facts, but um, the amount of like ambient light on the horizon. So if you're out in the middle of nowhere with, you know, if there's if there's a full moon, you know. So the best part was when we were there. There was no moon. And yeah. so, and we, we were in, and there was no ambient light in the horizon. We were in the bottom of a canyon, you know what I mean? So, yeah, like, it was elements. like, it was great elements. Uh, but, you know, I couldn't, I didn't, just because of the pictures that I've seen of the Milky Way, I'm like, I, that's what I was expecting to see with my own eye, and I wasn't able to see that. Did you get lost and discover an Indian boy? No, 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 no. That was, um, it was the Braves. Bobby and Cindy, uh-huh. if you recall. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they were yeah. the ones Bobby! that. Bobby! <laughs> Uh, I love that we have those at the ready anytime that we need a Bobby or Cindy. Cindy! Bobby! 
Chief Taka, how do I get the proper f-stop to take a picture of the solar system? <laughs> Did he tell the Brady oh, kids? Oh, he told yeah. Yeah, yeah. Requires was, much diligence. All right, may I ask, was the the episode where they go to the Grand Canyon? Yeah. Now, it was a two-parter. Yes. Was it also when they got stuck in the ghost town? Yes. Okay. The ghost you. town occurs before they make it to the Grand yes. Canyon. Yes, it's the same and trip. They yes. got stuck in a jail cell. What a terrible trip. Because and, of a, a minor, like and, a prospector. And the Bradys had to take their belts off and link them together to get the keys, if I remember correctly, right? I think you're right. And Mr. Howell uh, was the uh, was the prospector. Oh, yeah, From Gilligan's right. Island? Yes. Wow. He thought they were trying to uh, jump his claim. Okay. All right. I wasn't sure. I, th- I had it in the back of my mind that those two episodes were... Part one and the same. When they're in that jail, a sexual assault takes place. Wow. No. Yeah, on, on Alice. I did, yeah, yeah, yeah. I did not know that. Oh my God. Who drew the short story? <laughs> All right. It was, it was a powerful episode. A, powerful a lot episode of people think it's sort of a frivolous thing, but they, 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 they had some uncomfortable conversations. Okay. All right. Uh, we're watching video of this uh, yeah. right now. Yeah. So, okay. The two parter. Yeah. The, this and the Hawaii episode were the big two parters Grand Canyon and Hawaii. Right. Right. Did they ever have any other two parters? They did. They Well, I don't know if it was a two parter. They went to, uh, I think it was a an amusement park where um, they lose the blueprints on a ride. Wow. I don't remember that um, at all. Yeah. That might have been just one, but I thought it was a two parter. They had a couple. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> Brady Bunch in the jail cell. <laughs> Why did he lock him in there again? Uh, because they thought he was. they were jumping his claim. He's a prospector. Mm-hmm. He's an idiot. Yeah. All right. Uh, any other sun facts you guys want to know, or should we just uh, wrap it up there? I think those are pretty good. It should okay. make you feel better about the 92, 93 degrees yeah. to know that the surface of the sun is 9,000 degrees, and the core of the sun is, what did you say, 27 million. 27 oh million. 27 God. million. So it cools off a bit by the time it gets here. All right. Kath, have you been running outside in this heat? Uh, I know you like to run. Not in the past couple of days. I mean, I've been, I work out outside every day, but uh, not not specific running. Okay. Yeah, probably a good idea to pull back on that uh, right now if you're doing the outdoor Or go activities. early, early in the morning. Yes, true. Yeah. All right, listen, uh, stay cool. Uh, and in fact, we can help you do that. We have the uh, Preston Steve Cooling Caravan with Duncan. Uh, can come to your outdoor work site on Thursday. The deadline to get signed up for that is today at 11 a.m. So you can go to WMMR.com, click on contest, and do that very thing. We're going to take a break. We're going to get back. We're going to do the Bizarre File. And I believe we also have a show announcement. Yes! Uh, we'll get you the details of that when we return. Stay with us. Everything that rocks includes cool MMR swag you can wear. Available now in the MMR Rock Shop. Like t-shirts, hoodies, and tank tops. With designs from retro MMR logos to the latest from the Preston and Steve Show branded hats and tops. For guys and gals, all with the MMR attitude you expect. Plus a few things to keep your pie hole happy, like coffee mugs and masks. Search the word shop at WMMR.com and get shopping. Stuff for you, gifts for them. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks your wardrobe. Here's what I want to do. Uh, I'm going to mention something now. We're going to do the Bizarre Found, then we're going to come back after that, and we're going to announce a a show with some details. Actually, multiple shows, uh, believe it or not. Uh, but this first bit of information is sad news, and I want to pass my well wishes on to my friend. Uh, uh, someone passed away yesterday, Lorenzo Pulizzi. Yeah. 
uh, my friend and neighbor Joe's oh, father, no Lorenzo, who brought you Lorenzo's Pizza. Oh my God! On South Street, he had been uh, he had been in declining health, oh. and you know we've been in in touch with Joe this whole time, and, oh. and unfortunately we found out yesterday. And they're my neighbors. He's Joe yeah. Lorenzo lived two houses down from me. How old? Um, in his nineties, okay. and uh, but he's the guy. He's the dude who opened up Lorenzo's on South Street, those gigantic slices of pizza. Wow. Joe eventually uh, took over. Giuseppe is his yeah. name. And uh, I just want to, you know, send our well wishes to, to him and his family. And, you know, his dad certainly made a mark in this uh, in this city. And yeah. uh, and the name continues to go on and will go on. And, and Joe's expanding the brand and everything. So, you know, that thing, that little shop that he started... Uh, is going to carry on, and people people love it here in Philadelphia. You know, that's I mean, if you, honestly, we talk. I talk to to Doctor Mike about this all the time. If you can leave this mortal coil and have done something that people remember and derived joy from, and and you know that the pleasure of just the the good food and all that stuff, you 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 you, you did a good job. You know, that's that's what we all I think want to strive for. So he did it. And there's been this really tight relationship with with WMMR and Lorenzo's for oh, yeah. ages. Joe would. Uh, Never allow any radio station but MMR to be played uh, in Lorenzo's. And uh, there's a big uh, mural, uh, an MMR painting that we all signed that's up there. And he's, he made sure that he hung it up. And you can see us in the Wells Fargo Center and at uh, Xfinity Live and make sure that there was an MMR uh, presence. And uh, that was before even I got to know him, which is, uh, you know, it was a very cool thing for him. So uh, for he and the Polizzi family, we send our our you know our heartfelt condolences and i just wanted to pass it but a legend in, in yes. philadelphia is joe's such it. a great guy yeah that's that's awful he's the best all right um so let's do the b file and then we're going to get to this announcement here we go now Bizarre. wmmr presents Bizarre. Kristen and steve's Bizarre. Bizarre file. all right it is brought to you by cinch a propane tank home delivery service that brings propane right to your doorstep. You can place your order at cinch.com. Well, a Florida man punched his brother's pregnant girlfriend on Sunday in St. Petersburg during their gender reveal party. Okay. Marshall Richardson was arrested and faces a charge of aggravated battery. Richardson was attending the gender reveal party of the victim who was six months pregnant with the baby of Richardson's brother. During the party, Richardson told people to stop smoking Near children at the party. Okay, so that's a good thing, right? That that's, is a good thing. It starts off with this guy trying to do a good trying thing. Trying to do a good thing. Well, the victim became upset and called the defendant names, the police report said. Per the victim, the defendant got into a fight with his brother. While the two were being separated, the victim again called him a name, and he turned towards her and punched her in the face. Hmm. So here's the guy that doesn't want kids smoke people smoking around the kids, but he punched Punches her in the face. In the face. So is that actually part of the reveal? Like if his hand came back and it was red, boy. If his hand came back and it was blue, girl. Be the other way around, but yeah, oh, possibly, yeah. Right. yeah. Uh, several people witnessed the punch, the report said, and the victim had minor redness to her left cheek and jawline. That's the wrong way to do it. Yeah. Uh, I saw an interesting term over the weekend, and uh, we're seeing more and more of these mask stories, and uh, the term mask hole was one <laughs> that I heard, and I, I like that. So here's a mask hole story for you. In Louisiana... On the very first day of required masks at the West Monroe Walmart, uh, a man, enraged about being asked to leave, bumped a police officer with his car twice in a temper tantrum that may see him locked up for some time. 
Uh, Rick Taylor has been arrested after the officer told Taylor that all customers are now required to wear masks and offered him a mask to wear. Taylor did his best Twitter impersonation by apparently shrieking, you can't make me wear an effing mask in a propane tirade at the cop. Uh, they were inside the store at the time. The police officer said uh, that he was told him that he was uh, now officially trespassing and would have to leave. Uh, Taylor refused to give his driver's license to the officer, and the confrontation moved outside where Taylor got into his vehicle. The officer who had followed him to his vehicle was reporting the vehicle's license plate number to dispatch when Taylor, like a genius, backed his vehicle up and struck him two different times. Not hard enough to knock him down over, not to knock him over, but uh, it was fully intentional. So he's since been arrested, and dude's in a lot of trouble now. Two men who fought about payment for leaks were arrested and charged with assault and domestic violence. And by leeks, I mean the vegetable. Like really? the giant, <laughs> yes, um, onion type of uh, Is this part of a gender reveal? No. Gene oh. uh, Crandall is accused of assaulting and strangling 29-year-old Martin Schaefer. The altercation allegedly <laughs> occurred <laughs> over leaks. when Schaefer confronted Crandall about what he believed to be unfair payment for his work collecting leaks. Crandon, uh, Crandall is suspected of punching and choking Schaefer during the confrontation. I think the time has come to strangle you. Crandall told police that Schaefer struck him first. Both are now facing charges. A woman who lives in residence with Crandall and Schaefer sprayed the man with a hose to break up the they, fight. They were fighting over leaks. <laughs> so she got him with the hose. I heard one, the one first fella goes, you didn't pay me enough for the leaks. <laughs> Crandall then fled the scene on foot. Yeah, second fella strangled him. And Schaefer called police. Police used a canine unit to track down Crandall. Both Crandall and Schaefer were arrested. Crandall is charged with one crown of assault with intent to do great bodily harm, a felony punishable by up to 10 years in prison and one count of domestic violence. And Schaefer is charged with one count of domestic I violence. I lost my husband to violence associated with rutabagas. <laughs> the support group? Yeah. Brought back bad memories. <laughs> Boy, leaks and rutabagas. Yeah. Those are those are two people get hot headed about yeah, that stuff. You can, yeah. you can get very passionate about those. I don't even know what a rutabaga looks like. Leak, it looks I... like a kitchen. Oh. No, it does okay. not. It's kind of a large purplish white. Um, yeah. Sounds like it would be purple. Orb, if you yeah. will. All right. Sounds like it would be purple. Yeah. Okay. okay. I don't know why. All it's right. very discriminatory. Maybe you're getting a tiff over yams later on today. We'll see. <laughs> A rare Ferrari F40 worth more than $2 million crashed during a test drive in Queensland, Australia on Friday. Police said the exotic car took out several poles in a dramatic collision. A police spokesman said the occupants were not injured in the crash. And (laughs) I keep thinking about (laughs) rudiments. And that the driver has not yet been charged with any offenses. This goes to the point that we've said many times. You think you, you, oh, I know how to drive. Mm-hmm. Get behind the wheel of one of these high-performance vehicles, and you will be shocked at how different it is. Uh, photos of the crash have been published on social media, including Twitter and Facebook. The car involved appears to be a Ferrari F40 worth more than $2 million. The Jeez. twin turbocharged machine was uh, wearing a temporary dealership plate used for test drives. Two examples of the rare machine are currently listed for sale in Australia one in Sydney for $2.3 million and one in Brisbane for $2.7 million. And less than two dozen examples of the car are kept in the entire country. So wow. they're rare. Uh, how about this? Here's another story out of Australia. A shark 
grabbed a 10-year-old boy from a fishing boat off Australia Friday and swam off after his father jumped in to save him. From the boat case. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The boy was taken mm-hmm. to the hospital in stable condition with cuts to his arm, chest, and head as well after the attack off the coast of the island, a state of Tasmania. The full story is pressed and the shark pulled itself up on deck, found a crewman's outfit, made his way up to the second deck, Uh-oh. posing as one of the staff, then saw the boy, took him to the edge, and then jumped off with him. Wow, there's a lot more details. Yeah, the story I, I figured I you aware. probably didn't have that part of the story. We even put on a fake mustache. <laughs> <laughs> the child was. Say, you look a lot. You're very like... toothy. <laughs> the child was wearing a life vest as he accompanied his father and two other men fishing three miles from shore when the shark grabbed him off the boat. What a nightmare! Australia has one of the world's highest incidences of uh, shark attacks, and there have been five fatal maulings in the country so far this year. Wow. I would rather live on the surface of the sun. Wow! Than Australia, Australia. <laughs> and that is what I have in the bizarre file for you. Okay, you guys ready? Yeah, we got some announcements. We have several of them actually, and I'll start with the title because this is all under the same umbrella, but different shows. WMMR and Live Nation are proud to present to you the Live In Drive In Concert Series, people! Now, what does that mean? The Live In Drive In. It doesn't mean Bush is going to be playing there, but we need some exciting music anyway. Uh, So these are shows that are going to take place in the parking lot at Citizens Bank Park. Allowing you to enjoy it from the comfort of your own vehicle. Now, there are three shows that I'm going to announce. And we'll start with the first one. This is kicking off August 16th. The Preston and Steve Show presents Burt Kreischer. Burt Kreischer in concert August 16th. And you know what's wonderful is that Bert has done a number of these shows already, so he knows how the formula works. He's big. He's, he's the he's, guy kind of guy can do it, Preston. He's already tested it yeah. out and has found a way to make this work, so he's going to know what he's doing, and that's going to be fantastic. So, Bert Kreischer, August 16th. I'm going to get you the on-sale details of all these in just a moment. Now, the show after that will be August 22nd. WMMR presents The Struts! Yeah! So the struts will be at Citizens Bank Park in the parking lot, performing while you are in your car. And, of course, they're about as big and as high energy as you can get. Safe to say the Burt Kreischer of rock. I I think it's safe to say that. Big and outrageous Outrageous, and fun. Yes. All those things. So uh, the struts, August 22nd. And then performing on September 3rd, our friends in... Shine Down will be performing now. Shine Down will be doing an acoustic performance. They're actually going to be called Smith and Myers. Smith and Myers. So this will be September third, and once again, all of these shows taking place in the parking lot at Citizens Bank Park. You will be in your own car and enjoying it safely. Now, tickets will go on sale for all of these shows this Friday at ten a.m. And the way it's going to work is each car will purchase one ticket, which is good for a maximum of four people per car. 
And we have a list of do's and don'ts at WMMR.com if you like. Each space is approximately 17 feet wide, 17 feet deep. And it will your uh, space will be divided into two areas. One will be utilized as a parking space for your vehicle. The second as a socially distanced space between your party and the next uh, that the staff on site will identify upon your arrival. And Marissa was saying that they're working on possibly having some uh, vending that's available there, so you might be able to buy food and beverages, meaning alcoholic beverages, if they get it all worked out. So if from the get-go, you kind of follow the way the progression is going to go and how they want you to do it. This could be more of this stuff. As we start to return to whatever we're going to return to, this is this is cool. Yeah. Uh, so you'll be able to listen to the show on your radio. There will be a special frequency that is dedicated to the show, so use your own car sound system uh, to hear the show, which is pretty awesome. So... Uh, once again, I'll roll down those dates real quick and uh, and the on sale. Uh, it will be at Citizens Bank Park in the parking lot. It's called the Live In Drive In Concert Series with WMMR and Live Nation. The Preston and Steve Show present Burt Kreischer August 16th. WMM, WMMR presents the Struts August 22nd. And then Shine Down acoustically as Smith & Myers September 3rd. Ladies and gentlemen, it's the return of live music yeah! in Philadelphia. For Christ's sake! And we are excited about it. Details at WMMR.com. It's all good, folks. We're going to take a break. We'll come back in just a moment. Make sure you stay with us. Get social with Preston and Steve and WMMR. Facebook, Twitter, you know, the usual places. Steven Singer makes buying an engagement ring so easy. He'll hold your hand to find the perfect ring so you can hold her hand forever. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. If you're just tuning in, uh, we made these uh, live show announcements, concert announcements. And it's a thing called the Live In Drive In Concert Series. It's with MMR and Live Nation. Uh, it's going to be in the parking lot, Citizens Bank Park. You get to go in and sit in your car, and you'll hear the audio on your radio. There will be a designated FM signal you'll be able to tune into. And three shows announced. August 16th, uh, the Preston and Steve Show present our friend Burt Kreischer in concert. Yeah. Uh, then MMR presents The Struts on August 22nd. And shine down acoustically as Smith and Myers, September third. And tickets for all those shows go on sale this Friday at ten a.m. And each car will purchase one ticket, which is good for a maximum four people per car. So, and you get kind of a little like <coughs> tracked, a little lot, so to speak. Yeah, it's, a little it's, mini lot. And so there's plenty of space between yeah. the cars. It's not like you're pulling in just regular parking spots. Right. They're more spacious. They're seventeen feet deep and seventeen feet wide. Uh, you're not going to get out and meander around. No. Uh, but you do have uh, some space, which is pretty cool. So that's that's a great sign. That's a really good sign. Yeah. I'm happy that that's going to be happening. Um, Disney World. I saw this interesting uh, story over the weekend. How you know they've opened up to a limited uh, group or a limited uh, number, five a day. Uh, no, it's a little more than okay. Five. Uh, but they also had some announcements. First came the confirmation that two announced attractions at Epcot are now postponed. Uh, the redesigned Spaceship Earth, and a new Mary Poppins attraction. So they postponed that. So the Spaceship Earth has been around or was one in the works? I, I've not been to Disney World and I've not been to Epcot. Uh, yeah, Spaceship Earth has been around for a while. I've that's Spaceship Earth is that big globe. Globe, yeah. yeah. What, what happens in there? I don't know. I never went in there. Casey uh. and I went to Epcot and... 
hit a couple of rides, but we didn't go do that because like the lines and the yeah, wait time bad. was way too long. What did we do, Soren? We did that. No, we didn't test do Soren. You told me about. We did that stupid test track ride. <laughs> that was a waste of freaking time, man. But we got good ice cream. We, yeah, we we got good. Yeah, ice but the cream, ride but... itself sucked. Yeah. Uh, and what is it? Is it just it's what lame. is the test track? What what do you do on it? It's a you 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 go in. The the one thing I have to give to Disney that they they have they have learned how to distract you properly while right. you're waiting in line, and that's yes. essential. So for this, they give you something to do. You get to custom make your own car that you're going to ride in. Whoop de doo. Yeah. Um, but it does kill the time. Big so you, freaking so, deal. So you wow. go up. You yeah. You you go to these yeah. uh, these uh, lap these terminals and you yeah. fill out what attributes of the car you want. Steven, essentially, they put you in this vehicle uh, that's on a track, and it's it's like a you know, it's like a roller coaster car that you sit in, and it, it zooms you around, but it's not nearly as exciting as a roller coaster, as an actual roller coaster. Right, it just, right. It kind of goes fast at one point and everything, so, so I thought it was kind of a waste of time. Well, yeah, and the other thing is you spend all this time building a car, Steve, and then you just kind of get in the car that you... you get <laughs> the this one... is not the car that I built! <laughs> yeah. what, what, why would... <laughs> Why would you even waste the time? Yep. I think well, that was a waste test time. track, wasn't it? Yeah, was that that's the, name the, of yeah, it? that's the one. So that, uh, so right. but Epcot two and the Mary Poppins thing. When's the projected date of completion on that? That that I don't know, but they did um, announce at Magic Kingdom. So let's see here. They uh, a couple of attractions are, are permanently closed now. So these this was the big announcement. So gone are uh, let's see here the Primeval Whirl. And Rivers of Light at Animal Kingdom are gone now, as is Stitch's Great Escape. Stitches? At, at Magic, uh, yeah, Magic From Kingdom. From Lilo and Stitch? Correct, yes. And this particular article I read, this person says it officially ends the life of what may be the worst attraction <laughs> in the park's history, Stitch's Great Escape. I was never even heard of it. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know this ride at all. No, and so neither. I was curious. If, oh, is it from Lilo and Stitch? I just said that. He I'm just... sorry. I wasn't paying attention. I was doing something else. <laughs> okay. What are you doing? I was looking up stuff uh, for Epcot. I okay. To... Okay, sorry. All right. Anyhow. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, whatever, you mean, man. Lilo and Stitch? Lilo, Lilo and Stitch? Right. I actually did do that ride. You did? Yeah. It's like... All right, it's a yeah. What what type of ride is it? What is it? Um, from what I recall, uh, it's like one of those animatronic. Like you just kind of like ride through and it looks uh, slightly like some holograms here. Case yeah, there was another one they brought back uh, the Moonwalker thingy. Uh, the Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson. It was like kind of like hey retro. Hey, see we, we how was did in the how 80s. was the, the misery ride where they break your ankles? That was very painful. <laughs> The hobbler, yeah, the hobbler, yeah, yeah. Have you been on the hobbler? So here's here's the question that I have. So Stitch's Great Escape replaced the somewhat controversial extraterrestrial alien encounter in 2004, and I had heard, and this is one of the reasons I brought this up, is I had heard that that particular ride was terrifying. Really, the extraterrestrial alien encounter. I had spoken to people who had been on it, and I, I don't think I was ever there when the ride was available. I don't know that I would have done it because I don't really like scary It wasn't E.T. Stuff. based, right? That, no, no, oh. no, no. It was I'm like... I'm going to rip your ass up. No, it was like Alien. Like oh, like, oh, oh. like the movie Alien. Uh, so that you're in like corridors and you got like face all, huggers and all I know, proximity it was, detectors? It was like a sensory... Oh. Overload text. thing. Here it says, uh, Stitch's Great Escape used to be Alien Encounter... And they ruined it by changing it to Stitch. Alien Encounter was unbelievably scary. Kids would come off 
traumatized. Uh, traumatized <laughs> from it. Steve, yeah, from what I understood is is they, you know, you put headphones on. Uh, it was like virtual reality. Yes. And you're and, wa- and you're walking? No, I don't know. Okay. But but I did I do know that at one point it felt as if the alien was actually behind you, breathing oh, uh, on you, or wow. something like that. You I know, would like, like that. One of those four D type things. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, so it sounds like you're in sort of a uh, like like aliens. You're, you're right. going through the corridors and you're being trailed and hunted. I and think as a kid, it doesn't anally take much. probed. No, not at Disney World. Of course, at Disney World. Okay. I did the uh, two th- uh, 20,000 Leagues Under Sea Ride when I was, God, I was like three or four years old. And at the end, like a big octopus comes and grabs the... Did it scare you? It scared the hell out of me. I did I that, it was a I real did that obst- at Disneyland, uh, and I loved it. Yeah. Uh, Dude, I loved it. You should see all the texts coming in about this alien adventure. Really? Yeah, it says, my mom peed herself on <laughs> Alien Encounter. Uh, rode the Alien Encounter ride when we were testing it, and it was terrifying. Adults were crying. Um, come on! <laughs> Look at it. What? I, crying though. All right. Well, let me. You let were me... crying on twenty thousand leagues under the sea. But no, I was a kid. They're saying adults. <laughs> okay. Uh, let me go to Colin. Hey, Colin. Good morning. Yeah. What up, guys? Monkey yep. pick ass. Monkey hey. pick ass to you. So what's up, buddy? No. Um. So Alien Encounter, which was used to be uh, Stitch, Stitch Great Escape or whatever. Yep. They um they actually moved it to Stitch because kids were getting too scared. So it was like it's like a tube, and they have the character in it, the animatronic character, and they have this big alien-looking thing, almost like the movies, okay, from the aliens movies. And you sit in a seat, and it has like alien. The alien breaks out of the tube and has like breath coming on you, and like tentacles hitting the back of your neck or on your feet. And kids were like freaking out. <laughs> um, so they had to try to make it. A little bit more kid friendly. So, so, so was the structure of the ride like you've got got on board an alien ship and then you end up in? in I mean, you know, I, I, or is that the one point where you got scared? Were there multiple points where the little vignettes that scared the hell out of you, or was that the money shot? Well, it was like it was like a room, so it wasn't really a ride. It was okay. a room that you sit in, and the tube's like the alien tube is in like the middle. All right, I didn't find it very scary. I thought it was pretty damn cool. All right, thanks, Colin. I appreciate it. Let me go to somebody who did find it scary. I'm going to go to Jen. Hi, Jen. You're on the air. Oh my god, I'm still traumatized. <laughs> <laughs> Jen is still oh after from right. Alien Encounter. How, how old were you when you wrote it, Jen? I was 14 years old. I okay. was like. A teenager. First of all, real real quick, yeah. uh, Michael Jackson uh, ride or the Michael Jackson movie was Captain EO, and it was amazing, and I loved it. Captain EO, yeah, that's, yeah. that's it. Okay. Yeah, Angelica Houston was in that. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, she sang the theme song. But right. um, yeah, it was so with um, with Alien Encounter. You know, you walk in and they they show you how to move an alien, and they have this cute little pink fluffy alien, and they're like, oh okay, blah blah. blah. You know, they, they this is how you move it from here to there, and then you go into this big room and your harness down you can't move so you know how like you go on a roller coaster and you get the shoulder pads harnessed down and you can't move yeah you're like that for nine minutes when the and you're in the so when the alien quote-unquote breaks out it's complete darkness <laughs> and then you feel like the breath you hear the noise i'm getting like freaked out just thinking it's <laughs> hey jen did did they did you have any um like a headset on, or, or uh, what no. was okay? No headset. No. So you, um, it was like tiered seating. So you had like three circles. It was almost like think of it like I was in the round. So in the middle is this big tube with like the uh, Colin said earlier. You know this alien looking thing, 
And then all of a sudden, like, you got this big whoosh of air, and it sounds like glass is breaking, and okay. you hear the people freaking out, like, where'd it go? Where'd it go? And then all of a sudden, I had here. three testicles. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Run away. Oh, my God. I had three testicles. It's an alien with three testicles. <laughs> but, like, you're just sitting there, and then all of a sudden, you hear right behind you on your neck. And you, I mean, that's when I, like, lost it. I was like, oh, no. Oh, God. Oh, God. And <laughs> yeah. I was one of those kids coming out, like, saying, about, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. <laughs> Yeah, because I remember, I remember when this ride was around, and people saying that they kind of they overshot a bit much for the Disney crowd. It, you know what? It was crazy. And then I did go on to just Great Escape, and then I was like, okay, nothing, nothing can be any scary. I get off the ride. I'm like, this is terrible. This <laughs> yeah, is so bad. So they. The, the reimagining of it was really bad. So they, they 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 muted it down so much that it just became a crappy ride. Hey, they did. I mean, yeah. I think that they were trying to make up for the fact that they scared the crap out of like nine percent of the kids. So they're like, we're just gonna put Stitch there. I okay. appreciate that they went for it though Thanks, a little Jen. bit, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I would have hated a ride like that. It would, it would, you know, I hate scary stuff. But you know, so did you ever do the haunted mansion? I did. Yeah. And that's okay. That's, it's it's ghosts. It's very kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's it's very light. Uh, hang on a second. Let me go to uh, Jenna. Hey, Jenna, good morning. Good morning. Hey, Hi. bitches. Hey, what? <laughs> so you went on the uh, extraterrestrial? Yes. Um, and as soon as I heard you guys talking about Stitch's Great Escape, I knew you would talk about how terrifying this yeah. ride was. Yeah. I went to Disney World when I was 10. Um, my grandma, who was 80-something at the time, she went with us. Um, she loved the ride. She was laughing the whole time. I was screaming my head off. It was around the time that, uh, Independence Day came out. So it reminds you of that whole scene when the alien is stuck and he takes the scientist and everything like that. It reminded me exactly like that. I remember the breath on my neck, everything. Everyone, everyone talks (laughs) about that. Did you, did you feel that? So did they have like flopping tentacles and stuff hitting against you? Uh, not against us, but it was against, like the last caller said, uh, the, the like the tube in the middle. Okay, so all right. So it was around that. But That's when cool. you're ten years old, yeah, and your biggest thing is, you know, trying to go see Bell and all this stuff. It was, <laughs> yeah, they definitely overshot it. Okay, and- yeah, <laughs> all right. Thanks, I appreciate it. That's like having uh, Truman Capote's in Cold Blood World. Right, <laughs> right. Not exactly. <laughs> yeah, for the Disney crowd. But entertaining. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so that's how they hang someone. Uh, let me see here. Let me go to David. Hi, David. Good morning. Hello, guys. How you doing? Good, man. What's up, bud? Uh, everybody is missing this one big aspect of that thing that scares the crap out of everybody. Okay. When the two breaks in the middle, yep. The whole all the lights go out where someone said, but then, from the seat in front of you, there is mist and a blast of air. And I was no older than six. From that point on, I didn't move a muscle. <laughs> I was petrified to my seat. I'll bet. Yeah, that's it. Just scares the crap out of you. So, so they they took that, Steve. They took that 4D yeah uh, model and and used. You know, Clearly. mist and stuff like that, and and they they really went. For it was it. probably one of the first times they did something like that. It, it never works out, though. You were just talking about they're modding up the um, whatever ride it is, and they're doing the um, 
the princess. It's, this is at Disneyland, I believe. Uh, Princess and the Frog. So they're turning. They're, they're taking. Yeah, yeah. They're princess. taking the the the. Yeah, uh, it's that roller coaster. Right. The, the train Splash one. Mountain. Or Splash Mountain. Yeah. yeah, yeah right. And, and when they when they sort of uh, change the build a new one. Just yeah. just just scrap it. It never it never works out when you mod an old ride into a different one. But this particular article talks about Stitch's Great Escape and says literally painful due to constant spinning that could make you dizzy to the point of vomitus. <laughs> <laughs> and the ride vehicle slammed in a corner so hard you could potentially walk away with bruises. Uh, nothing has been officially announced to replace any of these closed attractions, though a Wreck-It Ralph themed attraction has been the main rumor surrounding the future of the Stitch's Great Escape space. Um, so they might consider doing that. I tell you what, I mean, I, I want to go to Disney World. Absolutely. I'll wait till obviously a, a lot more of this tamps down and we get back to more uh, more uh, business as usual sort of stuff. But I agree that Universal, man, Universal was it's amazing. Unbelievable. My buddy Will told me about something he experienced that they no longer have at Disney. He said it was one of the coolest things he had ever gone to. And I think it was called the Adventurers Club. And it was at, uh, Casey, what was that area where we went to see Deadpool? Uh, uh, Disney oh, that, well, Institute? now it's called Disney Springs. But it used to be Disney Institute, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think, anyhow, oh, yeah. whatever. But it was a uh, it was a, it was a live actor thing where all these uh, adventurers came in and told you the tales of their really? adventures. And he said it was one of the most fun uh, attractions he's ever been to, but they don't do it anymore. Uh, I'm going to go to Eric. Hi, Eric. Good morning. Eric! Hey, guys. How you doing? Good. Hang on a second. I'm sorry. What was that, Casey? That was, uh... Eric! Okay. Billy Madison? Yeah. Billy Madison. What's uh, up, Eric? Yeah, I just wanted to talk about the um, alien ride. Yeah. My parents decided to uh, take me in there when I was about four or five. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the scariest experiences of my life, especially when all the lights went out, the guy comes from up above and says, don't worry, it's going to be fine. And it's not fine. Yeah, yeah. You've been gar- you've been given the guarantee that everything's going to be okay. You really think that's the case? Yeah, yeah. And, and so were you just absolutely livid? I was trying to get out of the straps. My dad had one hand on me as I was trying to snake myself out of the seat. See, I think this is why I don't like haunted houses because I had a little kid experience like Eric did. Did you? Yes. Yeah. Uh, when Where? my sister told me we were going into the fun house, uh, <laughs> it was the haunted oh, house. Man. This isn't fun. Yeah, and uh, and I, don't, I haven't liked haunted houses that, since. You don't do them. I don't. You, do you them. don't. And and that, it, it just scarred you. Yeah. I remember at Disneyland years ago, and I forget what the ride was, but it was basically you saw people going in. Basically, you're being shrunk down is the idea. So you would be in line. And if somebody knows what this ride is, please let me know. And you'd see the line go in, and then you'd see over like like a hypodermic, and they had small dolls that sort of looked like a general group of people, like in the line. And there was a kid. I knew it was fake, but there's a. I remember clearly a kid in front of me had a full blown seizure. He was sure they were being shrunk down, and I guarantee you that kid became like you. Where was this? This was Disneyland. Okay. California. California. Okay. This had to be, this is decades ago, but you'd see people <laughs> going in, and, and to the kid, it would look like, oh my God, they're shrinking us. Right, right, right. <laughs> I love it. Uh, I'm going to go to Stacy. Hi, Stacy. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, Stace. What's up? I went on that ride <laughs> as an adult. I was 30, and I 
still shudder when you mention it. No kidding. <laughs> it, was, it was frightening. They had the mist coming behind you, and you weren't wearing headphones, but they had speakers in the headset, so you had, like, sound in each Okay, ear. so so in the, in the unit that you were sitting in, it had speakers, so it's surrounding you. Yes, okay. it was like surround sound. Okay. And you had the mist in front of you, there was mist behind you, and it was pitch black. If you held your hand up in front of your face, you couldn't see it. Wow. So and so, it, it, so the, it, it clearly is a case that the, de- the designers overshot, correct? I mean, oh, if, yeah, if, if you're... That did not belong in the Magic Kingdom. <laughs> <laughs> if you're 30 and you're scared crapless, it's probably not appropriate for kids. No, I would have never. I mean, that as a 30-year-old, that ride scared me to death. <laughs> Did they indicate that it was a scary ride before you went on it, Stacy? No, I had no idea. And therein and lies the problem. Back, when I went back and it was the Lilo ride, I still wouldn't go on it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Just for the bad memories, it would elicit. It's in the same building. I'm not going anywhere near that thing. <laughs> As That's soon funny. as you mentioned it, it brought the entire thing straight back. <laughs> wow. I had, I had never heard of Thank this you, horrific, nightmarish ride. Yeah. I remember people telling me about it. They're like, you will not believe how terrifying this thing is. Steve, was the one you were talking about called Honey, I Shrunk the Audience from the, the Honey, I Shrunk the Kids movies? It would pre, it would have no. predated that. Okay. That... I, I remember that one, uh, Nick, and that's kind of a... Well, maybe it's not the same one. That's kind of a, um, a 4D theater Okay. Uh, type of ride. Yeah. How about the, the audience? Fantastic Voyage. Somebody texted that in as a possibility? It, it possibly. Based yeah. On movie yeah. Going. It was it was really it was I was a kid, so okay. we're talking turn of the nineteenth century. Right, yeah. Yeah. Uh let me see here. <laughs> Here's the part we're leaving out. I'm gonna go to Steve. Hi Steve, you're on the air. Good morning. That ride was the worst. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so not only all that, but at one point the technician it goes black and then you hear the technician getting mauled by the alien you get hit with what's supposed to be blood. And then you look up in the ceiling, and it looks like flashlights. And the people are like, don't worry, it's okay. But you're thinking, like, holy, this ride really broke down. There's an actual alien eating this food. And we left there. There were two kids crying. One wet their pants. I was, I, I was terrified. And I'm a bigger guy. I was terrified. My daughter at the time. Holding on, it ruined. I mean, we went back to the hotel. It ruined the day. Hey, I've seen, I've seen a few texts coming in saying that that was the end of the day for people, Steve. Not that 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 it was late in the day itself. I mean, just like we're done. They were emotionally devastated. There was no, there was no happy magic after that. There's no happy, no magic. It was brutal. Uh, Oh my god! Thanks, Steve. I wonder, I wonder how they probably had enough complaints that they had to get rid of it. You know? Yes, if you have this, uh, just in general, yeah. this amount of response and, and all bad, one guy said he liked it. And they went in the complete opposite direction with Stitch, you know, <laughs> they like tamped it down to something really tame and apparently really lame. Uh, by the way, Steve, some people are mentioning Adventures Through Inner Space. That might be it. That might have been yeah, the ride yeah, you're yeah, talking yeah, about yeah. where they, they shrunk people. Yes. Is this, this a picture it. of it? Yes. Yeah, Adventure Through Inner Space. Yeah. Uh in uh tomorrow. And so you go up and you see that thing there's it looks like kind of like a like a hypodermic. Yeah. And in that clear tube you'd see little people going into the thing and Oh my god. Let me go What are they doing to us? Let me go to Kevin. <laughs> Hi, Kevin, good morning. Hey, am I on the radio? Yeah. Sweet. Yes. <laughs> What's up, Kev? 
Okay, well, let's make a correction here. There was warning signs everywhere before you got on this. Oh. I've never seen inside of Disney lightning bolts. They had lightning bolts. Highly recommended, nobody under 13. Okay. My daughter was seven. My, da- my son was 14. She flipped out because I was going to take him in. So we went in. We went on the ride. And I have a souvenir from Disney for the rest of my life because she punctured my arm with her fingernails. Oh, what? <laughs> and I have scars in my arm. You still <laughs> have scars ride. from that ride? I have little marks on my right arm where she... <laughs> oh, my God. My arm. Wow. Does she remember wow. it? Pardon? Does she remember it? Oh, God, yeah. Oh, God, yeah. And then to finish it off, when the ride was over and we got out in the sunlight, there was a kid screaming. He was in hysterics, and his mother finally had to slap him to bring him out of it. <laughs> oh, my God. That's how bad this ride was. <laughs> So directly after that, my son said, I want to go back on. So we went back on, obviously knowing what was going to happen. Right. Everybody's flipping out and screaming, and we're laughing like heck. That probably would be the way to do it, is going through it a second time, you know what to expect, and then you can get a kick out of everybody else freaking out. Exactly, exactly. (laughs) To that point, so what's the most terrifying ride you've ever been on? Terrifying like that, yeah. as in as right. in scary, not 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 you. a thrill ride. Right. Um. Okay. So you know, I don't go on scary rides. Right. I don't do these. So we went to Universal in California a few years ago, and I had been watching The Walking Dead at the time. <laughs> right. Yeah. So they had a Walking Dead ride. Right. I'm like, all right, I'll do it. I'll do it. <laughs> I'll go for it. And I actually did enjoy that because I had been watching The Walking Dead and I kind of knew what to expect. But they had, it was kind of interesting because they had live actors in there too. I mean, the the zombies were live actors, but they also had, you know, in The Walking Dead, it's not just the zombies. It's it's other groups of people People. that you got to be with. There was a dude in there with a shotgun, (laughs) fired that thing off, and he was like a hillbilly. Oh, my God. get out of here. You know, and I was like, wow. I'm like, it was kind of cool. Yeah. But he was was doing that to move people along. Right, yeah. But that was kind of freaky because there were were times where they were all around you, where they just completely surrounded you. I never, uh, the thrill rides are amazing. Again, the universal rides, like the the King Kong uh, ride or the, the, um, all the Harry Potter stuff is amazing. But one that where I actually felt like, okay, is this adjusted properly? Was the backdraft ride at uh, Universal yeah. in in uh, California? The heat. It was yeah. so effing hot. Yeah. And the floor drops. At the one floor. Point. Yeah, and yeah. You're, and I mean, when they would set off those those flames, yeah. you're like, ha, 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 <laughs> <laughs> you guys got yeah. sprinklers? Yeah. Um, was there a ride called Hellhole? Uh, it was basically just the Gravitron. There was a song from Spinal, Spinal Tap, Tap called Hellhole. <laughs> know uh, that no there was and i want to say it was at um hershey park but if it wasn't hershey it, uh, it was mm, hellhole I, I don't think hershey had something called hellhole right calf <laughs> maybe it was a dorney suck hole yeah no. ass muncher <laughs> no um dipstick hellhole ghost ride of coney island that makes more sense yeah <laughs> i want to say that i went on a ride called the hellhole there's ass reamer at sesame place <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, no, Sesame does. Not I can assure you, no. Sesame does not. Have Are you that sure? Positive. The it's, it's very moist and hairy. They mm. don't have that. Well, 
Uh, but what was Hellhole like? I mean, it was basically just a Gravitron, but and I never really thought anything of it until this conversation right now that they would actually call something Hellhole. <laughs> well, because Cone- even as a child, it didn't. It wasn't like, oh my god. Coney Island hellhole. has always been about though that that funhouse vibe. Right. Yeah. So those things are always shows. But I never went. Up. I never went to Coney Island. I went on this. What about ride. the Wildwood case? A lot of people are texting that in. That uh, there was one in, one on Mor- Maury's Piers. Uh, there was a Dante's oh. Inferno Hellhole. Um, no. Colonoscopy. All right, so when you go to when you go to a when you go to a carnival, it's called the Gravitron. At at Great Adventure, they had one called the Enterprise, which was a Gravitron that kind of went up on its side. I I maybe it was Dorney Park where it was the Gravitron, but you know when when you go on the Gravitron, there's like individual little slots that you go in. This particular ride was just one wall, and then the the floor would drop out below you. Okay. Steve, you know what's scarier than than uh, the colonoscopy right. ride is the colonoscopy prep ride. Yes, you have diarrhea for like it's six crazy. hours. The, the drinks that they give yes. you, the Docolax. Yeah. Uh, let me hang on. Keith is a uh, like a big Disney fan. He can talk about all the rides. Hey, Keith, how you doing? Uh, what's up, bitches? Yo, man. Hey, so did you ever ride the the terror uh, the the extraterrestrial alien encounter? Yeah, and it was. I mean. Believe the hype, like it definitely was scary. But what happened is, like they were all, like they're all about that 4D technology, like it was brand new at the time. Yeah. So when they closed that down, they had to, like they had to shoehorn something in there. So, like that's like the Lilo and Stitch. It's exactly the same motions. Like it's the same. The the shoulder strings push down on you, make it feel like somebody's jumping on you, and stuff sprays on you. It's the same, the same exact choreography it's just with a different storyline okay all right so yeah they just they just converted that ride with as little hey changes yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and that, that primeval world the one that they're closing at uh, animal kingdom yes that's just like uh that um I think they're called like the crazy mouse, called the wild mouse, at, like a lot oh, of animals and stuff. Yeah, I had read that. A yeah, wild mouse, yeah, it's a wild mouse coaster, except the 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 cars that you sit in spin while you're going. By the way, the, the wild mouse coasters are like whiplash machines. Are they? Like they they yeah. the thing is they make these ninety degree turns yeah. really fast. I don't like them. I don't really care what's for the them one, either. What's the one at Hershey that goes? It's 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 uh, goes at sharp angles. You're elevated, you know, Kathy. Your elevator goes makes a hard left and a hard right. That's it. Is that's, that a mouse? I think it's the wild mouse. Yeah. I think it's. I think they have one at Hershey. I don't know if it's named that or not, but I, um, I think it's that exact type of it, ride. It makes really arch turns. Yeah. yeah. So that's uh, they it's have not one. Real, not real steep drops. No. No. Just, yeah. You're that's, just and up that's high. It. It's yeah. got to be. Yeah. They have one at uh, at Dorney. Um, God, and it's mouse something. Uh, mouse. Is okay. it mouse trap? I don't know. Not sure. It might be. It might be. What were you going to say? Disney does that stuff a lot with the repurposed stuff. Like that ride that you were on, Steve, that you're talking about with the hypodermic needle. Yes. They did something at Epcot Center when it first opened uh, that was based on, like, inner space where you went inside someone's body. And it, it was the same type of thing. Like, it, yes. So people getting shrunk down. Like, they do that stuff all the time. Now. Yeah, Keith, Keith that sounds like something very similar. What was the one at Epcot where people died uh, from the, uh, the centrifuge nature of it? Mission to Mars. So people died there. on that. Yeah, a couple of people they, yeah, died. They have, they, have, they have two different ones now. They have a, they have one that does. I, I'm not sure if it doesn't. I have claustrophobia, so I won't go on it. Yeah. So I'm not sure if one doesn't spin and one does. But there's definitely a tamer version because yeah, like you said, people are getting clipped. Yeah, I remember they, that you could choose the more intense version, the deadly version, or the less intense <laughs> version. And uh, yeah, a couple was, of people died. It was a centrifuge type of thing that gave you the sensation of uh, zero strong G's? gravity, not zero G's, but but. Uh, 
Or yeah, or not zero, but but positive G's like wow. you're, like you're lifting off, you know, wow. and stuff like that. So like a like a mega gravitron. Yeah, something along. Those Holy lines. hell! And people diet on that. Yeah, yeah. it's pretty wild. Uh, all right, thanks, Keith. Appreciate it, man. Yeah, take care. All right, see yeah, that'll ruin the ride. Yeah. So uh, well, they're gonna they're getting rid of um, of Stitch's Great Escape. Uh, and what were the other ones? The Primeval World, world like you said. No, the Rivers of Light at Animal Kingdom. I don't really know. And the what Driving Miss Daisy coaster. They're going to get rid yeah, of that? Yeah. Goes too slow, man. <laughs> Way too slow. I'm going to take you up on the loop to loop. Yeah. Uh, but anyhow, all right. Well, thanks for. Uh, and our phone lines are just jam packed with people. Wait a sec. Hang, hang on. Hellhole. Hellhole. Hang on. I'm going I'm to go to Joel. Hi, Joel. Hey, what's up, guys? Hey, bud. Uh, just uh, wanted to get your comment on the hellhole. The hellhole was in Wildwood, North Wildwood, the very first pier. In the, uh, I think it was Sportland Pier was the hellhole. It had a wooden wall all the way around, and you could look on top. You know, you had people go on top, and they would look down over you. But it was in Wildwood, 100%. I used to go on the hellhole. Okay, yeah. there's more than one. Well, yeah, yeah there, was, there was one in Hershey Park. I have uh, uh, received confirmation on that as well. They had uh, where where the Six Flags I grew up, the Six Flags over Mid America. They had one called Tom's Twister. Same thing. It was mm-hmm. wooden. It was essentially just a tub that spun around, and people could be up and look down while you were doing it, and the floor would drop out. And the yeah. whole thing. Yeah. Oh, okay. That, okay. A classic. The yeah. Yeah. Hole. I hate those rides. I, hate I used them. to love them, but I just it. I, well, I, I, the problem with pressing <clears throat> is if someone and someone invariably does puke. Yeah, it becomes <laughs> everyone's <laughs> issue. Everybody's problem. Yeah. yeah. Well. <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, cool. Well, listen, thanks for the uh, the info. I was curious, and I, I kind of wish, even though I hate scary stuff, I wish I would have ridden that legendary ride. Just to see what it was to like. To see what yeah. it would have been like. All right. We need to take a quick break, but as we are taking, away, uh, taking a break, I would like to give something away. I have some movie passes, and it is a reserved spot for four people per car, and this will be at Schwankweiler, Schwankweiler's uh, Drive-In. Uh, which is near Allentown, and this is for this Wednesday. Next Wednesday. Next Wednesday? Okay, the 29th, 29th. yeah. Uh, there are two movies to inspire your inner child, Hook and Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Wow, Ooh. wow, that's a good double bill. Yeah, so 215-263-WMMR. We'll take callers 8 and 9, and we'll set you up. And don't forget, if you don't win, you can visit a uh, night at the drivein.com to get first-come, first-served passes. We'll be back in a moment. Why do you ask? God smack. The killers. Green Day. New music. More of everything that rocks. On 93.3 WNMR. I would like to send a, well, I'll read you this text message. It's from a mystery couple. It says, my husband and I are listening to WMMR on our way to set, to make settlement for our first house, and we are crapping our pants. Oh, that's Aww. awesome. I love crapping with my wife. Good luck to you guys. Listen, you're, you are going to sign more paperwork than you've ever signed in your life. Yep. It's just one initial this. Uh, sign these two things, and then uh, put your thumbprint here. I mean, it's just one thing after another, another, another. But then, after that, you have your own home. How about that? There'll be that point where you stand in the, and you go, this is ours. This is my refrigerator. This yep. is my living room. This, and it's that's awesome. I can do whatever I want right. to. I'm going to d- take a crap with my wife. Mm-hmm. Uh, so good luck to you guys. That's, yes. uh, that's a big 
that's a milestone in everybody's life. Absolutely. If you are lucky enough to be able to purchase a home. So good luck. I would like to apologize to Ann Gorski of Pottstown, Pennsylvania. What'd you do to her? <laughs> well, I did do something to her, uh, unbeknownst to me. So let me explain this. I I keep stuff in my briefcase, and sometimes things get... I get a little too cluttery in the briefcase, and I forget that things are in there. And I'm like, hmm, I wonder what these two envelopes are in my briefcase. So I pull them out. They're sealed. They have postage. They're addressed to Ann Gorski in Pottstown. And I'm like, well, how the hell? These are not to me. Yeah. How the hell did I get this? I'm not Ann Gorski. And you know what? I opened one. And I'm like, I'm just going to open it and find out why why I have this, because otherwise this is just a mystery. And I open it up, and you'll see there's a card, and it says, happy birthday on it. And then I open it up. It says, hey, happy birthday, Ann. Thanks for listening. Preston, Steve, and we all signed these. Oh, no. Oh, no, no, you didn't. (laughs) And And I was so confused by this. There's two of them. There's another one here. And this one says, happy birthday, and it says, uh, Anne, happy 40th birthday, no sad bro, Casey boy. Oh, man. And Marissa signed that one. And I'm like, well, how the hell did these, so I came to Marissa, and I'm like, Marissa, help explain this to me. How, <laughs> how did I get end up with these? And she goes, maybe somebody sent you these with self-addressed stamped oh, envelopes, yeah. and you were supposed to sign them and get them back in the mail, yeah. and they were going to arrive to Anne Gorski, unbeknownst to her, because whoever sent these to me gave me the address and the postage with their name on it. Mm-hmm. Here's the deal. They're postmarked May 4th. Oh. oh, boy. So I've been sitting on these for months. And so whoever sent these to me must think I'm the biggest dick in the world. Well, if you look over to the right, there's a, a news clipping that's announcing the viewing for Ann Gorski. Oh, uh, shut no. up. <laughs> It was so, her last birthday. So I mean, Anne, the only thing she wanted was that card. <laughs> so Ann Gorski of Pottstown, Pennsylvania. First of all, happy birthday. Yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. on May 4th. And uh, second of all, I am sorry that I, I did that. So, so that gives uh, me the opportunity to say we, we do get bombarded with so much stuff. And everything <laughs> that you send means something to us. So if sometimes something falls to the crack and you know and you don't hear back don't hesitate to send again um my email the work email skims everything like crazy a lot of times i hate that there's two separate categories for mail that comes in you know that that it'll shunt stuff off to one mailbox that i never check and i and it just it sucks so with that in mind if you if you send something and and you know you you wanted a response and didn't get it the first time, try it again for me. I will I will definitely do my best to get back to you. Me, um, I'll just put it in my briefcase with your Ann Gorski collection. Yeah. All right, so May fourth, twenty twenty one is on a Tuesday, and so I just wrote down we're going to remind you next year we're going to wish her a happy birthday. Yes, on her birthday. Well, I don't know if it's actually her birthday because this is when they paid for the postage. That All right, this was well, we'll be close me, but anyhow, yeah, you Ann always Gorski. pay for the postage on the birthday. You yeah. did a really nice thing for my birthday, which you did for Casey. So thank you. I wanted to thank you publicly for that. You, you pulled a, a <laughs> you pranked me a little bit, but it was um, gorgeous and well done. Thank and you. Marissa is going to put it up on PressingTheSteve.com. <laughs> this video that you've been uh, putting together, this like drum series video, you did one for me for my birthday, which was yesterday, and um, it was it, amazing. I watched it in bed with my girlfriend yesterday morning and we were crying and laughing and it just it was so well done <laughs> thank I, you i can't thank you enough it was it was awesome i'm glad you enjoyed it yeah. i uh yeah I, I i pulled some trickery in there with the music and uh thought that uh 
Nick would appreciate it. I absolutely did. And you, you took a song that I loathed, and now I love it because of you. Mm-hmm. Um, but listen, first of all, you're a great drummer. Um, if anybody ever doubted that, watch these videos because you're really good at it. But you picked one of my favorite Pearl Jam songs to start. And then you tricked me. Yeah. <laughs> and then he gave you some treats at the end. Yeah. yeah. You know, extra treats. So many, uh, uh, so many hidden gems and Easter eggs and stuff. It was just, it was fantastic. Did you like my saxophone song? I did. Thank you. So Andrea, my girlfriend, uh-huh. was like, wait, is Preston playing the sax too? <laughs> and I, well, he's, he's talented. talented. He's not quite that talented. No, no. That was a uh, sap. Uh, sinking, I guess, you know, sax sinking. But well, it was great. It was really well you. done. Thank you. I had to borrow that saxophone from somebody. And, uh, <laughs> you know, working out well. Um, you got to invest in a green screen, right? They're awesome. That is a green yeah, screen. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm saying that. Yeah, you know, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. So um, you have the green screen? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yep. So I, uh, <laughs> my wife bought it for me, and so now I've been toying around and with it. And do you do that? Like, do you do this, or does somebody I do edit all the for- editing? Yeah, oh I did gosh. all that stuff. Yeah, that's really fun. How many different cameras do you have set up? I have one, two, three, four, five. Because there's an overhead one, right? Yep. Yeah. That, that one I Velcro to the ceiling. Wow. And what is um, the camera? Uh, it's a GoPro camera. GoPro. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. I have two GoPros and a couple of Canons, and uh, and these are like you know one's my wife's camera. I'm like borrowing everybody's yeah, yeah, in, yeah. in the family's <laughs> uh, tech uh, to set it up with and and get it done. Then uh, so cool. I'm glad you like that. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, that'll be available on PrestonSteve.com. Marissa's going to uh, post that. And there's a lot of inside jokey things because Nick and I do a lot of movie lines back and forth to each other. So I included those in there. A lot of Bob Seger love, too. Uh, yes, I had to throw in some Bob Seger. By the way, here's a text that says, Preston owes me an apology. I made a bet in studio with him years ago about your first guest in the new studio, and he got it wrong and never paid up. What, <laughs> what, 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 what was the bet for? Do yeah, we I don't know. Well, please specify oh. what the bet was for. Yeah, I'd like to. You can say anything because he doesn't remember it. Yeah, I know. There's a follow-up text that just says, pay up, Preston. I don't know. We'll have Damn. to find that out. I don't remember that at all. Casey thinks I may owe him $100, too, from an old bet. I yeah. think you're I supposed think to take Ann Gorski out for a date. <laughs> we can yeah. arrange that. Well, yeah, remember that yeah. bet? I totally remember. Yeah. I remember the bet. I thought I paid him. I may not have. Was I it will, bucks? I, it was $100. I will make good on that. Well, look, ever... earlier, we you we you got confused in your both in your memories about who wanted to find out if you could fly through Jupiter. Yeah. 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 So there's a lot of confusion. A lot of things we don't remember. Yeah. Oh my God! What? I, just just in general, all the stuff that we forget. Um, hey, by the way, I wanted to mention this. This is speaking of a hundred dollars. Um, this is a lot of fun. Steve passed this along to me. It's from Country Time Lemonade, uh, and they have started this campaign. And the company's website has this issued. It says, "We know that this will be a rough summer for lemonade stands, and if the big guys are getting bailed out, why shouldn't we help the littlest entrepreneurs get the same treatment?" That's why Country Time has created the Littlest Bailout, an economic relief program to help the smallest of small businesses, lemonade stands. This is so great. It's a great idea. It says stimulus checks to help kids preserve the values of lemonade stands, honest work, and entrepreneurship while putting a little juice back into the economy. And here's what you do. They have a uh, an application form that yeah. you fill out and you put your child's lemonade stand name and your first name. And then you fill out your information and you fill it out. And it's a chance for you to get a $100 bailout for your child's lemonade stand business. That's, That's awesome. a great idea. It is cool. Do you remember having a lemonade stand as a kid? I absolutely do. Yes. Yeah. I uh, And in fact... I've already stopped at two so far this summer, and I've bought the lemonade and then poured it out because I'm like watching what 
<laughs> I don't want the extra sugar. Right, right, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I, I make I try to stop by every one of those that I can because I totally remember doing that as a kid. They're, they're wonderful when you and, see kids do that. And mine were so rinky-dink, it was ridiculous. Like, I never had a really cool actual stand yeah. made. It was just a table. yeah. And, uh, you know, sign you what it crayon. is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Marissa? Uh, there's a little kid in South Philly. He's 10 years old. His name is Micah Harrigan. I'm pulling up the uh, Philadelphia Inquirer article about him. He will put every lemonade stand to shame. He is like starting an LLC. He has printed up stickers and T-shirts, and he's been collecting money for the past few weeks. And I, he's got to be up over thousands. And wow, something happened, and people have been like rolling up with like checks for hundreds or thousands of dollars. He runs out in like an hour now. He's doing pop-ups. He's doing one in Maniunk this Thursday. Is this for charity or is this um, for profit? A front for uh, a drug ring. I think it might be for profit. <laughs> is he laundering money? <laughs> Look at it. It's just wonderful, the setup he's That's got great. here. Yeah. And then a lot of people um, have donated, like, bottles and lids and caps and stickers because everybody has these products that they can't use. Oh, the picture just came up. He's got a, right. he's got a really solid setup. This is terrific. It's, it's pretty good. I mean, listen, I, I'm glad that he's doing well, but the kind that I'm thinking has... A big sign up over top, yeah, lemonade yeah. and all that stuff. This is pretty bare bones. He's doing merch, though. But well, he's, yeah, if he's doing merch, yeah. he's hit another level. Yeah. I mean, it has to have a, the, like, one letter backwards, right? You like, know, and... just to give it a little, <laughs> little kid character, for sure. Yeah. Uh, I'm impressed by this kid. I, I actually kind of want to go to the pop-up because every interview I've seen with him, he's, like, a very well-spoken adorable 10-year-old kid who's out there. He has like 10 different flavors of lemonade and he did a wedding the other day. Well, Whoa. that's cool that he's doing that. Yeah. And, and I'm looking at it and, you know, the the cups all have lids on them and they've got a little sticker on there. So, yeah, yeah he's, he's, he's branding it. He's got the deal. Yeah, that's, that's what he's it. doing. Smart. He's going to be on Shark Tank. Absolutely. Wow. With his own brand. Okay. Uh, hang on. Listener Kyle is the guy who I apparently made a bet with. Uh, he's on the line right, now. So, hey, Kyle, how you doing? Good morning. How are you? Good. So, uh, when, what, what's this bet thing that you and I had? You bet me $100 in a case of beer that Bill Burr was not the first guest in your new studio when I was in there for my birthday two years ago. Okay. You said it was the South, you said it was the South Philly string band. Nick agreed, and I found the audio. It was Billy Burr. Bill Burr, and you were right. And did, right, have we confirmed this? I want to make sure that the it was that confirmed. Are, are you sure it wasn't the Flores? Uh... Oh God! Because we that? oh because it was Cinco de Mayo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I thought our, it was first, the, the mariachi. Band. Our first official day in here was the mariachi band, but we also had John Leguizamo in here before we officially moved over. So there's there's more than one answer, but I think you I think you owe him a hundred bucks. You do. I don't you think do. you. I don't yeah. think you have any. Legitimacy in, in saying no, that. No, I think uh, it's 200 bucks. I, what do you get? <laughs> well, inflation. <laughs> right, yeah. It's been well, wait, years. hold on. Kyle, when, Interest. Did, were you in the studio when this happened? Yeah, I was. Nick, it's Catcher, man. What's up? I'm every year for my birthday. I, I, I come. Right. And uh, So do we confirm when you were out. here? Do we find the information while you were here? No, I ha- I found it. I went home and found it, sent it to Preston, and he ignored my tweet. What was uh-huh. the date? What was oh, the actual- dude, I don't read people's tweets. Then 300 bucks. What was the date? You can email me. I will email you, Preston. Yeah. Hey, cat shirt. E- 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 cat shirt. Email us with that the date you were in here that specifically you're talking about, because we can chronologically go back. No. All- 
Yeah, t- don't email. Tell tell it to us right now. We can get this information right oh, now. Okay. Oh, wow. Yeah, wow. Was look at us. It wasn't on the air. I told Preston, here would be a really cool, stupid question for you. Who was the first mm. in-studio guest? There's a lot of caveats to this bet. Wait, why? How? It's not that hard. We'll just find the first in-studio guest. That's it. That's what yeah. we're going to do. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. I mean, and decide whether or not you owe him that 500 bucks. <laughs> what year was it? That's what your answer is. In in this studio, it was uh, what was the year? It was 2007, 2008. 2005. Oh, 2008. Oh, 2008. Yeah, it was the same year. The May May fifth, two thousand eight. The same year the Phils won the World Series. That's how I remember it. And yeah, the, the, it was Cinco de Mayo because we had the full on mariachi band. Okay, we'll have Marissa right. try we'll and track that down in the archives. All right, All right, Kyle. And if it's well, I need the money. I need the money to go on a trip. To Lake <laughs> <laughs> you need the money to go on a trip when? To, to Lake Michigan. Lake it's Michigan. Michigan. Suck Michigan. It, Kyle. <laughs> All right, we're, we're going to check on this. I love you, guys. Right, love you too, Kyle. Thank you. Lake Michigan, he's going, Marissa. All right, I'm looking at uh, 2008. We keep a, a log of all of our archives. Thank you to every intern we've ever had who has yeah. helped us with these. Um, on May 5th, 2008, we did a mariachi band wake-up call. Right. And so the mariachi band played live in our studio that day, if that's who we want to consider our first guest. Well, who were the guests that day? Was anybody else? Was anybody else? There was nobody else. But on huh. the 6th, we had John Blairis. <laughs> okay. In, in, wait, did we get him in studio? We did, Casey. Wow. I actually was texting with him this weekend. Oh. We right. also had Silvertide and Lauren Harris, who was doing a win-a-date. So when, so Bill, Bill, Burr. Bill, when Burr. Was Bill Burr? I got to keep looking for that. I re- I do remember, I think this is what Nick was mentioning, we did like a fake break. Like we were in the other studio and one of the engineers came down and we're like, do you guys want to do a practice break in and we the did, studio? Yeah. So was that Was it Bill with Bill Burr? That, that was uh, Leguizamo. John Leguizamo? Yeah, we brought him over here to like to show it off and test run. Oh, oh mm. well, on. On, on. on May 2nd, 2008, we did have Bill Burr in studio. Whoa. But we wouldn't have been. That wouldn't have been. Are we sure? I don't know. All right, Marissa, <laughs> there, we're, there's $1,000 up for grabs here. So we need, yeah. Preston owes this guy 1000 bucks. Do I get half of it? Because I can just rewrite these however sure. I yeah. want. Hey, listen, <laughs> everybody, it's like, the, it's like the, the, the community jar. Just take what you want. Yeah. Take what you want. Go ahead. Everybody uh, will be, I just want to make everybody happy. That's, that's my it. goal in life is to make everybody happy. That's right, man. Okay. You like right. Mr. Rogers. I don't know what to do about this, but we'll, we'll find I'm out. But. She's going to do some more investigating. Who Marissa is? Yeah. Okay. From the files of, of uh, <laughs> Marissa Magnata. Mm. All right. Uh, let me see here. I did see this interesting bit of information uh, that the Federal Communications Commission unanimously voted on Thursday to finalize 988 as the new number for uh, Americans to reach for the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. Um, now, because it was a long number, yeah, it's right? It wasn't a 1-800-273-TALK. Okay. Is one that you can call. No, this will not uh, hit. It will not be required by all phone service providers until July sixteenth, twenty twenty two. So we're a couple of years away before everybody is you know required Let, to use. Oh, that. oh but they, they gotta accelerate o- that. But they can move over before. Uh, yes, like they that's can. Okay, so yeah, so yeah. hopefully they all will. Nine eight eight. Nine eight eight. If you are have any suicidal. Yes. Thoughts. How many dedicated three number lines are there? Because we know there's nine one one. Obviously, there's eight one one before you dig. Yes. Right. Four, we we went through a couple of them. Four one one for information. Right? Does that still exist? I don't know. I don't know. 
Seven seven seven. If you believe Preston owes you money, <laughs> right? There's that one. What's three one one? That's the city. Okay, so non-emergency oh. things you need to report yeah. to the city. There's, did anybody say five one one? No. There's a lot. Well, I, I see five one one all the time, like uh, on highway signs. Call five one one for maybe some sort of traffic information, inf- information or highway information. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, uh, repair work or something like that. Yeah, there, there. I'm curious how just how many there are uh, because yeah, I remember Nick. Yeah, four one one, and remember for a while in the I guess the 80s or 90s it was you know what's the four one one? What's the information? Right. Yeah, it was kind of like asking what's what's the latest, what's going on. Two one one for information about the sun. Uh, but I used to call information all the time, constantly for stupid stuff too. And even that you could easily look up know. in the book. Yeah, four one one. So there's 511, yeah, uh, and Nick is looking that up. It says 511 Tactical. No, that's a company. That's a company. That's like- oh, really? Because I would call that because I, I always buy tactical well, Steve, stuff. 511Tactical.com, that one's for you. But yeah. uh, 511, the phone call is a transportation and traffic, like Casey was saying. Okay. okay. All right. So they're working on 988. Good. In in the UK, 999 is their version of 911. Right. I know that. Um Okay, so... Hello! Yes. <laughs> Are you having a bit of an emergency? The suicide rate in the U.S. has been climbing for decades, so obviously this is something that uh, needs to be done. Absolutely. It's actually skyrocketed during the COVID yeah, pandemic. It actually has, yeah. Uh, let me see here. Oh, I, I saw this was pretty interesting. Uh, researchers from the U.K., speaking of that region... Yes, uh, Durham... <laughs> Researchers from Durham University and Germany's uh, Fraunhofer Institute claim that they have come up with the world's first manufactured non-cuttable metal. Just 15% the density of steel, which they say could make for indestructible bike locks and lightweight armor. Non-cuttable metal. So where does does it sit on, say, a comparison with uh, diamonds? Well, it's not hardness. I'll try. Okay. I'll try to explain this. It goes into very big, very great detail. Is it in essence like a kitchen? No, <laughs> that's the sun. Oh, okay, the sun is like a kitchen. Yes. No, the material, which is named Proteus, Proteus uses ceramic spheres in a cellular aluminum structure to foil angle grinders, drills, and the like by creating destructive vibrations that blunt any cutting tools used against it. This is brilliant. It's brilliant. That, now, I do understand exactly what that is, and I think that makes total sense. The researchers took inspiration from the tough cellular skin of a grapefruit. Yes. And, That's what I attach my bike to a pole. I attach it with a grapefruit. And the hard, fracture-resistant uh, aragonite shells of mollusks in their creation of the Proteus design. Ah. <sighs> So an angle grinder or drill bit will cut through the outer layer of a Proteus plate, but once it reaches the embedded ceramic spheres, the fun begins with vibrations that blunt the tool's sharp edges, and then fine particles of ceramic dust begin filling up the gaps in the matrix-like structure of the metal. So it, it's, it foils the, the angle grinder, but what about the ham and agar? <laughs> uh, that's a good question. These cause it to become even harder the faster you grind or drill due to uh, interatomic forces between the ceramic grains. I am this. I guess we're looking at something right now that looks like it's you get a little bit of traction and then it stops it. Yep. And uh, the force and energy of the disc or the drill is turned back on itself and it is weakened and destroyed 
by its own attack. It actually destroys what you're trying to cut with. I kind of feel like this is, a bad, this is a bad idea. Why? Uh, we don't need to have in- indestructible metal because somebody's going to get it stuck on something and then they're never going to be able to get it off. Well, th- there are ways to get it off. I mean, I, maybe like a blowtorch would cut through this, right? I don't know, but... You know, I mean, they, they, are they going to bring those out in in your school locker? Sure. You know, whip out the arc welder yeah. and uh, and tear through your uh, or like a, a stick of dynamite. Uh, the material is equally effective against high pressure water jet cutters. Ooh. Uh, since the spherical shape of the ceramic chunks tends to widen out the water jet, significantly slowing down its cutting speed. Have you ever seen someone who is effed with a one of like a high pressure cleaner? Oh yeah. And there was a picture of a guy who shot himself in the eye. Ooh, oh, he was, no. Yeah, blind. It just, just blew out the eye out of the socket. Uh, essentially, it says cutting our material is like cutting through a jelly filled with nuggets. Mm, that sounds good. I, this, does. This is, I love nuggets and yeah. jelly. Yeah. This is according to... <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't need jelly and nuggets chicken together. Nu- chicken nuggets and a big bowl of jelly. Mm. Okay. You wouldn't eat them together? Grape jelly? Maybe I would. I don't know. Well, I mean, is... you know, look at Monte Cristo's got some jello on it, right? Yes, I have a question about your nuggets and jelly. <laughs> We're talking no, about that it. was just simply a, an analogy. <laughs> well, it sounds good. <laughs> Could you sit down, please? Did you say anal jelly? I don't think a Monte Cristo has jelly on it. Mm, are you sure? <laughs> the one that I had did. Yes, I stood up before about the jelly and nuggets. Did you say a Monte Cristo? <laughs> Who let this guy in? These are all food announcements, sir. So they would people will understand. <laughs> the gentleman in the back there. The obvious, the obviously very hungry gentleman in the back. <laughs> hey, somebody told me they uh, eat um, peanut butter and sweet gherkin sandwiches. Have you ever had what? that? Yeah, I know. No, I was disgusted, but then I thought, hmm, well, maybe. Well, okay, so you remember when I, I went, the last time I went to visit my mom, she had me make her a peanut butter mayonnaise sandwich. Oh, my God. Oh, I you, know, exactly. You brought this up. I, I know. know. We recoiled. Same thing. Yeah. But I want to say that there were people that texted in or called in about eating peanut butter and pickles. Yeah. Um, but it has to be sweet pickles. Like, bread and butter apparently works, and sweet gherkins. Yeah. And this The is word your- gherkin's funny, though, isn't it? Makes you think you're nuts. <laughs> Uh, so anyhow, yeah. who is this? Um, my friend Leanne D'Amico, uh, okay. Chuck's wife. <laughs> Leanne yeah. eats that? Yes. Ooh. Yes. Wow. They're a strange household. <laughs> they are a strange household. <laughs> I feel very close to them. Leanne, though, because we drank her breast milk. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. It's true. <laughs> we did. The, that's a bond you can never break. Wait, Chuck eats the, I wonder if he still eats the frosting out of the container. No. He just eats, he just eats a container tub. of frosting. He gave that up? Yeah, he gave that up. Chuck eats like nothing. Uh, his wife eats sweet gherkins and uh, peanut butter. His son will eat anything. And like, so you know when you're going to like taste something for the first time and you yeah. just kind of give it like a, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, he, yeah. Takes a he takes a full on bite. Who, his son? His son. And if he doesn't like it. Which is complete opposite of Chuck. It, it, total opposite. And if he doesn't like it, he'll just be like, no, nah, I don't really like it. And he'll, he'll eat it. Like, he'll, he'll finish yeah. what well, he's this, eating. Well, this, uh, <laughs> this picture here seems to suggest that peanut butter pickles and chips. Is this a sweet pickle? Um, a combination that is weirdly delicious and addicting. Well, that looks screw gross. That. Yeah, yeah, I'm no not into that. Out. Like By the way, Casey, though. Monte Cristos have syrup on them. Ah. Not jelly. Ah. <laughs> So is there anyhow. a way to modify that? <laughs> We're talking about metal here, sir. 
No, you're talking about metal. <laughs> I'm, I'm talking about jelly. So this guy. I am in the wrong room. I just noticed. <laughs> Stefan Snivzevsky is the one who said that cutting our metal is like cutting through a jelly filled with nuggets. Is this whole He's just said it again. <laughs> He's the assistant professor of applied mechanics at Durham's Department of Engineering. He Wait, said, what? A jelly filled with nuggets? Yeah. That's weird. I know. I would fill nuggets with jelly. Yes. So they're little. Yes. Your metal would yeah. be easily penetrable. Yeah, that's right. All right. You're penetrable. That's why you, you haven't invented an yeah. indestructible metal yet. Yeah. He said, if you get through the jelly, you hit the nuggets. <laughs> Uh, son, come in here. I want to tell you something. This is my advice for dating a woman. <laughs> Gotta remember, when you get through the jelly, you're gonna hit the nuggets. You know what I'm saying? No, Grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying He's... when you got a girl on the back, you ain't going through the jelly. Now forget it. He said, if you get through the jelly, you hit the nuggets, and the material will vibrate in such a way that it destroys the cutting disc or drill bit. Okay. The ceramics Why don't they just make these things out of nuggets? The ceramics embedded in this flexible material are also made of very fine particles which stiffen and resist the angle grinder or drill when you're cutting at a speed in the same way that a sandbag would resist and stop a bullet at high speed. I think what's happening here is that in a regular, a static piece of metal you can get traction to go through. As you're cutting through this, the nuggets, so to speak, are shifting. And throwing off yeah. the and, and and damaging the blade and wearing it down to stop you from cutting through. That's my take on it. By the way, Casey, this text says you're thinking of Bennigan's. They served the Monte Cristo with raspberry jam, that's and it, it was delicious. Okay, that's it. Oh, okay. that reminds me. <laughs> I was just in here a few minutes ago. I was talking about nuggets and, and jelly. I, I went to my proper. Uh, Seminar, which is next door, but I just thought Bennigan's was what I was thinking of. <laughs> you just wanted to come in and clear it up for everyone so that they understand. Uh, yes, what? It reminds me that the only Bennigan's left in the country is in, like, Vineland, New Jersey. Really? And I've been meaning to get down there for their broccoli bites. Do we know this? We knew it last year. Okay. This year, you know. Was it true then? It was true then. What about uh, Fuddruckers? Mm, oh the last Bud Ruckers I knew of was out in Lancaster. I don't know if it's still there or not. There used to be one in uh, Hershey. Bud Ruckers used to have very good hamburgers, and they also had a bakery section. Yeah. When you, oh, uh, great brownies. When yes. you Google Bennigan's, uh, the first thing that comes up, Casey, is Bennigan's Vineland. The third thing that comes up is Bennigan's Monte Cristo. Shut up! <laughs> swear to God. It's Where do you see that? Point that it, out to me. So when you type in Bennigan's, right? Yeah. <laughs> and then apostrophe S. Third one down, Monte Cristo. He's not kidding. Like on, so that's that their sandwich, huh? After yeah. that is the smothered chicken sandwich. Yeah. Bennigan's Monte Cristo sandwich. So Here, here's how you make it. It says copycat beginners Monte Cristo sandwich. Nick, click on that. So, yes, there's, it's so good that you can... Uh, Nick Click. Was that Nick Click? Was that you? No, no, no. That was Casey me. doing his impression of my mouth. Um, He's clicking right now. It's so popular uh, that it has spawned fake recipes or, or, or copycat recipes on other websites. I do love a Monte Cristo. Oh, apparently this is... It's uh, it's deep fried. Ooh. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Did you think it was healthy? <laughs> no, I didn't, I didn't think it was healthy. I mean, because generally a Monte Cristo is, uh, what the hell are we talking about? 
We're, We're talking, talking about, about impenetrable metal. metal. Yeah, It's French toast pieces with uh, turkey and uh, cheddar cheese. Yeah. We've got astronauts up there that we can't get back. Let's start with basics. How do you make a Monte Cristo? Let's work the problem, people. Lunch is not an option. Wow. <laughs> Gary Sinise is in, in the in the in the oh test module God. building a sandwich. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, <amazing>. Failed. <laughs> There's a Fuddruckers in How Tulsa? about an open face roast beef? <laughs> There's one in uh, York PA, Steve, uh out by Lancaster. So there are a few Fuddruckers around apparently. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. One in Delaware. <laughs> Preston. At- we have, uh, I mean, going, we're talking about metal, right? Impenetrable metal, All and right. that's what got us to the Monte Cristo. We have audio of the first guest in the President Steve studio. Oh, no. Sure, why not? Okay. Are you ready? Yeah. yeah and revealed. I'm just going to play this audio? Yeah, the guest is revealed 30 seconds in. All right, here we go. We have our first guest ever in the Preston and Steve wow. studio this morning. Are, are we putting a lot of uh, pressure on him, you think? Uh, Maybe, but that's all right. He yeah, could use it. Good. It's going to be Bill Burr. <laughs> and by the way, first guest in the studio. Okay, whatever. Here we go. <laughs> what? What's that? It better be good. Well, we'll see about that. No uh, pressure. I like how I got the windscreen on my mic. It is. Yeah. Yeah. God damn it. You owe someone $1,000. Wow. I feel I'm going to be cutting an album. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what but, number was uh, Ho- the Hooters what, song? Do you know what number that was? <laughs> no, well, That's one of those songs you like. I could have wrote that. <laughs> down, down, down. By the way, the voice you hear, Helium Comedy Club this weekend, Bill Burr. Hey. How you doing, Bill? And that was our first ever guest in this studio. What about the mariachi band? Not Hold a on. guest, They weren't Marissa. guests. They were out on a wake-up call. But they yeah, did come in and play that morning. Maybe after Bill Burr. No, this was on the second. This was the Friday before our official first day in here. Oh, okay. I think okay. we were next door, and we came over to do a practice. Uh, that was it. So I, as I was listening to this audio, you hear you know everybody trying to get used to the new microphones. Okay. And a, a few things cut out. Like It was obviously our first break in here. Back All before right. anything squeaked. All right. I will, I will say this now. I owe Kyle $100 in a case of beer. Not $5,000. <laughs> and a case of uh, champagne. <laughs> No. Uh, 100 bucks in a case of beer. In a case of beer. Thank you. Yeah. Bill Burr. I watched his, one of his specials over the weekend. Okay. Just the best. Yeah, so great. funny. So effortless. He's just the, an incredible stand-up. You know he's a really good drummer? Did you know that? Yes. Yeah. yeah, I heard he is. I've never seen him play, though. You know what he's really good? And he's good in the movie with uh, Pete Davidson. The, uh, oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, King of Staten Island. Uh, yeah. Oh, my God. He's really good. He's a good actor. Do too. you have any idea what his favorite food in the world is? Monte, Monte Cristo, Cristo sandwiches. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Who doesn't love yeah. it? All right. Anyhow, May 5th, May 2nd is when that was, 2008. So that must have been the confusion then. Yes, yes. because it wasn't the official. It was a our, prequel. Yeah, or our a, first day. A preview. Our first day mm-hmm. on the air in here, we had always been uh, under the, con- we had always considered it to be May 5th. And so he tricked me. He got, yeah, he got uh, me on a And now you're on $5,000 in a case of champagne. Now I'm on $5,000. Oh. Billy. So we owe, I owe you, Kyle. All right, get back in touch with me, email me, whatever. We'll, <laughs> we'll get you your I, money. I'll get your damn money. Hey, but he was right. I guess it was, he got me. Well, you said it. You said our very first guest in this studio. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Damn it. Damn it. Damn it. <laughs> All right. Uh, we do need to take a break. I want to do that now. Can I give away one of these Flyers uh, shirts, Casey? Yeah, man. All right, so we have these uh, Flyers playoff shirts from last week. We had JVR on. 
Uh, the Flyers are getting started soon, man. I'm excited about this. When is the 28th? I think the first. Uh, yeah, there's some exhibition. Exhibition. Games. Yeah, and then the playoffs start at the very beginning of August. Caller number ten at two one five two six three WMMR. I'm going to give you this anytime, anywhere playoff shirt. And by the way, you can get them at the Flyers New Era Team Store at Wells Fargo Center, and they're now open Monday through Friday from one to six. Or you can order online at curbside uh, pickup for curbside pickup or delivery at uh, shop.wfcphilly.com. So we'll set you up with that. We're going to take a break. Come back in a second. It's a bizarre file stories you haven't heard yet. We'll get to them when we get back. Monday nights just got a lot louder. Join MMR's Jackie Bam Bam for massive amounts of Metallica every Monday night starting at 9. From the monster hits to deeper album cuts, spanning a Hall of Fame career, we're covering all the bases from one of rock's biggest bands. Check out WMMR.com for more from Metallica. Rock news, videos, and interviews with MMR DJs. So true, Jackson. The new and improved Metallica Mondays. 9 p.m. with Jackie Bam Bam. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. We are going to dive into some bizarre file stories right at this very moment. Now, WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre File. Brought to you this morning by HERS. Pick up a specially marked bag, or you can pick up specially marked bags of HERS today for a chance to win $10,000 and take your summer to the next level. Full rules and details at summerhers.com. HERS, forever good. Uh, Shreveport, Louisiana police are actively searching for a woman who allegedly shot her boyfriend and left him in critical condition when he refused to argue with her early Saturday morning. That's you can't she, win. That's why she shot you him. You just can't win. Detectives have secured an arrest warrant for 29-year-old Jenna Alicia Lawrence, who is being charged with attempted second-degree murder. And if she, if he had have had him argued with her, she would have shot him. The shooting happened around 7.30 a.m. Police say they were called to the home about reports of a shooting. And when they arrived at the scene, they found 34, a 34-year-old man on the sidewalk with a gunshot wound to the body. The victim was taken to the hospital with life-threatening injuries, and he is still in critical condition. Jeez. Uh, the police department said that they learned Lawrence shot the victim following an inter- interaction in which the man refused to argue with her. He's trying to he's trying to calm the situation, mm-hmm. and he still gets shot. Lawrence fled the scene in a green Honda, and police are looking for her. Two people were arrested after fleeing from officers in northeast Kansas and crashing into a cow and a fence. No! It's an utter catastrophe. <laughs> right off the bat. Come on, Press. I never... Why do I never see that? Why do I never pay attention when I'm when I'm doing the research and getting these things done at home? Why do I never think it's of it? the first thing I think of. Sheriff Tim Moore said 18-year-old Sky Joe covers up. What? That's his name. Sky Joe covers up. And 21-year-old Santana K. Noriega... Were both arrested after the chase on Saturday afternoon. Moore said the cow that they had hit with their car suffered two broken legs and was expected to be euthanized. Uh, the chase began after a sheriff's deputy pulled over the Chevrolet Malibu that Covers Up was driving. Covers Up fled until the car struck spikes that officers deployed and crashed into a farm fence and strike, striking the cow. Covers Up and Noriega fled on foot after the crash. Noriega was quickly recovered. And Covers Up was arrested a couple of hours later after a search in the area. 
Covers up was arrested on suspicion of fleeing police, driving a suspended license, reckless driving, and several other charges. Poor cow. Uh, here's another story that involves cattle. Uh, repentant bandits in Nigeria's northwestern state of Zamfara are being offered two cows for every AK-47 that they surrender. That's a pretty good deal. It's an attempt to encourage them to give up a life of crime and live a normal life as responsible citizens, Zamfara governor, the Zamfara governor said. Have we got a deal for you. Two cows for every AK-47. Motorcycle riding armed bandits have been terrorizing the state, and cows are valued by the Fulani herder community who have been accused of being behind a wave of attacks. However, members of the community have reportedly rejected the allegations, saying that they too were victims. An average cow in northern Nigeria cost about 100,000 naira, uh, while an AK-47 on the black market could cost as much as 500,000 naira. Uh, they said we were asking them to bring us the, an AK-47 and get two cows in return. This will empower and encourage them. Well, that's only 200,000 naira. I know. For a 500,000 naira AK-47, you got 300,000 naira to make up. What do you do with all that naira? Three more cows. Uh, they often loot shops, steal cattle and grain, and take people hostage for ransoms. I would mount my AK-47s on my cow. They're going to see if this works or not. Seven years ago, this is a great story. Jared Ream had given up on what he loves, and that's roller coasters. Weighing in at 430 pounds, he couldn't fit on the rides. But on August 15th of 2019, Ream's life changed with one simple announcement, and that was Orion was coming to Kings Island, and Ream was going to ride that ride no matter what. Reem is uh, waiting in line to realize a dream he's been working hard on to get ready for. He's strapped in and ready for a ride on Orion. When he weighed 430 pounds, Reem got escorted off roller coasters all the time because he couldn't fit in the seats. That's he's, horrible. Said, I always told myself that if Kings Island ever built a B&M Giga Coaster, that I would have to ride it no matter what. And he lost the weight to do it? Uh, that day the announcer Orion was a day in which I said to myself, I will lose this weight. And I went and I bought a scale. I weighed myself that day. I was 430 pounds. Orion was the goal. And he took no days off to get there. He said, reduce my diet down to 2,000 calories. I was exercising daily within my garage while binge-watching television shows. I would run in place. Ten months and 190 pounds later, yeah, Reem rode Orion for the fifth time. That's cool. He said, not only is it a great roller coaster... It wasn't that much. <laughs> he said, not, It wasn't that good. Not only was it a great roller coaster, but for me, it will always be one of my top favorite roller coasters just because of the sentimental value of it. Before all of this, I was on blood pressure medication, cholesterol medication, and now I'm off all of it. I've received many messages from many great people that have said, This has happened to me. Uh, this is great to hear your story that I can do. It just and, breaks my heart if you go to, a, to an amusement park or a theme park or something and you see someone. Can't quite make it on the ride. Yeah, they try to yeah. sit down. It, it, it's you feel your heart goes out to him. Uh, Reem said the thrill of the ride was worth it, and he plans to ride it over and over again. So that's a great success story, right so there. So we've had uh, Coach Jim DiBattista yes. on our show a, a few times. That he won the Biggest Loser, and he posted a video the other day of him hundreds of pounds ago trying to put his shoes and socks on, and it, it was. I mean, it's it's heartbreaking. But if you look at him today. And what he's been able to do and turning his life around. He's a great follow on, on Instagram. If he Coach, can do it, you can do yep, it. Yep, Coach Jim 52. Yep. All right, and then one last story. A man allegedly drove a car through the front uh, of a pet store in Thornton, Colorado, 
and then he stole six puppies before leaving. Actually drove his car through the front of the store to steal dogs. And then did he back the car out? Yeah. Yeah, he left. So he he sold six puppies. The incident hmm. happened Thursday night at 10 p.m. Now, these dogs are valued at $14,895. Oh, my. What kind of puppies are they? They did not indicate. And the suspect was only described as a man. That's mm. all they have. It was Anything a, else it was, that you noticed? It was a man. Uh, police asked that anyone with information to call Crime Stoppers. So. He had four appendages and a yeah. head. Yeah, he did have a head. They noticed that the man had a head. And there you go. That's what I have in the Bizarre File for you. All right, we're going to take a break. Uh, we'll come back in a moment. We are going to get into trash music news. Uh, we'll have a lesson question as well. And in music news, reiterating the concert announcements we made earlier this yeah. morning. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, live music in Philadelphia, courtesy of Live Nation and WMMR. Get you the details in just a little bit. Stay with us. Like the Preston and Steve Show podcast? Check out MMR's other audio on demand at WMMR.com or on the MMR mobile app. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Uh, today's prize for the lesson question is a digital download of the movie Caddyshack. Ooh. The golf classic, which is pretty awesome. So, uh, let's see. What are we going to go with here as far as the question is? Um... Wow, uh, this would be a really hard one. What Cindy Lauper song did Harry Chapin write? Two one five two six three WMMR. It's from way back this morning. What Cindy Lauper song did Harry Chapin write? Not really. Yeah, which is why you had to have been listening. You can't go research this online. You had to have been listening. All right, what Cindy Lauper song did Harry Chapin write? Two one five two six three. WMMR call right now. We're going to do the trash fire call on. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. All right, let's see what stories we get today. What do you have for us, Steve? Well, despite rumors of a split, Caitlyn Jenner and girlfriend Sophia Hutchins were seen grabbing takeout from Chrissy's restaurant in Malibu on Sunday. Sophia gingerly carried her food out in a small Prada bag, while Caitlyn followed behind carrying her food on a hand truck. Yeah. The cast of the 1998 version of The Parent Trap held an online reunion on Instagram last night to benefit benefit food drives around the country. One uncomfortable moment occurred when Mickey Rourke appeared to accidentally join the Zoom session, only to reveal it was Lindsay Lohan. (laughs) (laughs) And finally, environmental activist... Environmental activist Leonardo DiCaprio catching blowback online after he and girlfriend Camilla Maroney were seen getting off a private jet over the weekend. DiCaprio later explained the move, saying that flying commercial would have significantly hampered his plans for full mid-air vaginal and anal sex. (laughs) And I support him on that. And that's your Hollywood trash. All right, we'll see if somebody knows the answer to the question, what Cindy Lauper song did Harry Chapin write? Not really. 215-263-WMMR. Uh, I will go to Mike. Hey, Mike, good morning. What's going on? You guys rock. Thank oh! you, Mike. All right, what uh, Cindy Lauper song did Harry Chapin write? She bop. She bop. <laughs> yeah! Hang on, Mike. And you get a digital download of Caddyshack, the golf comedy classic starring Chevy Chase, Rodney Dangerfield, Bill Murray, and the pesky gopher celebrates its 40th anniversary this month on the Blu-ray. And digital movie now. Uh, let's do music news. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. Yeah! 
Brought to you this morning by Armor Metals and Recycling. Get cash today. If you need cash fast, bring your scrap and e-cycling to Armor Metals and Recycling. And walk away with cash today. Located in Pensacola, New Jersey, or at ArmorMetalsRecycling.com. Uh, oh, there it is. I'm going to start off with the uh, concert announcements we made this morning. Yes, concert announcements. Live music, live performances, and they will be taking place in what's called the Live In Drive-In Concert Series, courtesy of WMMR and Live Nation. It will be in the parking lot, Citizens Bank Park, allowing you to enjoy the comfort from your own car. Now, the Preston and Steve Show presents the first show that we announced, August 16th, Bert Kreischer. Yeah. And then MMR presents this band. August 22nd, the Struts will be performing live. And then finally, Shine Down performing acoustically as Smith and Myers on September 3rd. Tickets go on sale this Friday. That's at 10 a.m. And each car uh, will purchase one ticket, which is good for a maximum of four people. If you want the details, you can go to WMMR.com. So good stuff. We're excited about it. It is cool. It's a good uh, it's, it's, it's a good thing to look forward to. In commemoration of what would have been Chris Cornell's 56th birthday on July 20th, his estate released previously unissued 2016 version of him performing Guns N' Roses' classic ballad, Patience, along with a new video track, uh, which was laid down at L.A.'s Henson Studios. uh, And it was uh, tracked after Cornell had heard of GNR's decision to reunite. Ultimate Classic Rock posted that Cornell's version is built on finger-picked acoustic guitar, a sparkle of synth, and programmed drums. And according to the YouTube credits, it was mixed and produced by Brendan O'Brien, who also worked on Soundgarden's 1994 uh, LP, Super Unknown. I'm going to play a little bit of it for you. Uh, one of Chris's engineers, this is according to uh, Vicki Cornell. She posted a statement uh, that said, One of Chris's engineers recently reminded me of Chris's recordings from Sessions in 2016, which he still had, and Patience was one of them. Uh, that recording was inspired by our daughter, Tony, who was a huge GNR fan, and asked her dad to teach her to play it on the guitar. His cover is so hauntingly beautiful, it brought it all back in a rush of bittersweet memories. His birthday seemed the perfect time to share this and celebrate Chris, his voice, music, stories, and art. A man is not dead while his name is still spoken, and though his art, an artist's soul still, and through his art, an artist's soul Still burns as bright upon those who look upon uh, up to him and his memory. Uh, releasing music that was special to Chris keeps a part of him here with us, his heart and his soul, his love and his legacy. So here's a little bit of that. She went on to say, Vicky went on to say, I want to thank everyone who continues to celebrate and cre- keep Chris alive. A special thank you to Axel, Slash, and Duff for continuing to honor, honor Chris 
in their live shows. So, and she goes on to thank the fans as well. In earlier uh, Chris Cornell news, I mean, I'm saying other Chris Cornell news earlier this week, uh, his children Tony and Christopher teamed up uh, with the Addiction Policy Forum and the Chris and Vicky Cornell Foundation to launch the new educational program called Stop the Stigma and a corresponding podcast. In a statement, Cornell's children hope to uh, hope that the initiative empowers young people to tackle the stigma around addiction and teaches teens the science of substance use disorders uh, prevention and that addiction is a disease and a mental health issue and not a moral flaw. Yeah, besides the music, if they can get you know a lot of traction with that, reach a lot of people, that will be the legacy. Yep, that'll be the, that they, they can be most proud of. Do you guys see some of this stuff with Chris Jericho and Sebastian Bach over the weekend? Yeah, it's yeah. it's so bizarre. They were going back and forth, and it continues. It's a Twitter war that erupted last week when Bach accused Jericho of miming on stage rather than singing live. And on Saturday, Jericho shared a video of himself singing an a cappella portion of Skid Row's Youth Gone Wild to prove his talent. Afterward, he pointed to his face and mouth, miming, miming. Uh, Loudwire reports that Bach shared several unanswered text messages he sent to Jericho during the night, including telling him that his singing sucks and that he should stop singing for the benefit of all mankind. And Jericho is a, is a big fan. He yes. said he's a big fan of Sebastian Bach. Yep. Bach also seemed to threaten to fight Jericho, but those tweets have since been deleted. <laughs> it's probably not a good idea. I'd pay good money to see Yeah, that. especially in Sebastian Bach's current physical state. Oh, my God. Do you think it's legit or do you think it's orchestrated? I think, well, you know, that's a good question, Nick. I mean, it's... I mean, he does, I mean... I like Chris Jericho a lot, and and it seems like this would be a great way to drum up some publicity, but maybe Sebastian Bach's a little nutty. I'm usually very, um, my radar's usually very up, and I'm cynical about all these things. I didn't initially think about that, but now you got me thinking a little mm. bit. I mean, it comes from the, you know, in, in the world of wrestling, these rivalries are... Mm-hmm. Legendary, maybe yeah. that. Yeah, who knows? Who knows? But he's been he's been doing Fozzie for a long time yeah. and has never tried anything stunty right. about it. Right. And uh, you know he's he's just worked real hard. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know. Slipknot have postponed their Not Fest at Sea cruise for the foreseeable future, according to an announcement on the band's social media accounts yesterday. Sorry, Steve. I know you were looking. For I was that. really up for that. Uh, they initially pushed it from uh, this August to August twenty twenty one. In the post, Slipknot wrote, due to unforeseen scheduling factors since then, we have made the difficult decision to postpone NotFest at sea for the foreseeable future. Damn. They appreciate any uh, patience and so on. Uh, All currently booked cruise guests will receive a full refund. And then one last story. In a recent interview, Tony Iommi recalled the time that he had Madonna kicked out of a Black Sabbath rehearsal. The day before, Iomi, Ozzy, Geezer, and Bill were set to reunite at Live Aid. The band got together to rehearse. This is in 1985. He said it was a bit of a disaster, really, to be honest. As the band rehearsed and chatted about old times, two girls came in and were hanging out in the back of the room. <laughs> Iomi instructed his crew to kick them out because it was a private rehearsal. He said, anyway, he goes up and tells him, Turns out to be Madonna, so it was a bit embarrassing. Well, who's Madonna which? Did they mention? Nope. <laughs> but Madonna was one of them, and ah. he had her tossed out of there, and he's a little bit embarrassed about it. 
And that is what I have in music news. We're going to break one more time. We're going to come back in a moment, and we will get to all the goodness that is the end of our show, including the letter of day and seeing what Pierre Robert has in store for you. We'll be back in just a moment. Everything that rocks includes cool MMR swag you can wear. Available now in the MMR Rock Shop. Like t-shirts, hoodies, and tank tops. With designs from retro MMR logos to the latest from the Preston and Steve Show branded hats and tops. For guys and gals, all with the MMR attitude you expect. Plus a few things to keep your pie hole happy, like coffee mugs and masks. Search the word shop at WMMR.com and get shopping. Stuff for you, gifts for them. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks your wardrobe. We are coming to the end of our particular day. Is it uh, 10.38 in the morning or 10.38 at night? I'm looking out the window. (laughs) What's happening? Don't even get Pierre started, I'm sure. I've never seen this. I didn't know that this happened to our windows. They just did it while we were gone. So apparently the windows on the outside of our building, they have added a tint to, and the tint reacts to the sunlight. So it's like you remember those glasses. It's a, you know. Yeah, my wife has them. That and some I remember they used to make them like they would turn dark. Yeah, yeah. Uh, big difference when you be in uh, the um, the light or in the shade. And same thing with these. They go dark <laughs> as the light hits it, and they don't need to go dark as the light. I like the way the sun looks as it's coming through the window. Yeah. But maybe that has to do with um, eating the building, eating and yeah. cooling the building. Yeah, probably does. I wonder if this does the same thing in the winter because that would be counterproductive. I could see in the summer when you're running AC. Yeah, that's true. Well, so I guess we won't ever need our shades that we have installed. Yeah, that's right. We probably won't. Well, there's there's an we aspect of it. Probably will not need our shades any longer. Speak of the devil, he's coming in, and uh, we'll find out, Doctor uh, Pierre. Yeah. Hi, Pierre. Good morning. We were just bitching about our uh, tinted windows. Yeah, um, it makes it look like it's cloudy out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. yesterday I was going, God, it's hot. And I think I even said, but don't worry, you know, it's hot and, and a little cloudy out. And then <laughs> I went over to the window and I could see shadows on all the trees. And I go, oops. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It's weird. This lovely carbuncle they've put onto the building. Uh, there's an old saying in show <laughs> business. Carbuncle. Yeah. You, you can't polish a turd. Yeah. The building is a turd, and they're attempting to polish it with this this high tech addition, uh, which is which is messed with our uh, view. I was coming in, um, and I noticed uh, this uh, sign uh, downstairs that had been put up, uh, I think, about six years ago. It said construction estimated time four months. Uh, and I go, not quite. Not quite. Yeah. Well, COVID happened. It, no, I know. I, yeah, I was talking I, with uh, one of the construction workers in the elevator. They're this really morning. nice people, by and, the way. Uh, and people. so they are. And they they ran into an interesting but beneficial wrinkle because most of the people who work for Philadelphia Insurance, which is the main tenant in this building, aren't here. So they're able to do all of this work at Philly Insurance because those people are still working from home. So they're actually going to be able to finish uh, ahead of schedule for a lot of the Philly Insurance stuff, the internal okay. stuff. So some of it's uh, happening sooner, some of it's taking longer because. They had to stop in, in some respects. So I, they're putting in plants now out front. So that looks actually very nice. It does. Yeah, yeah, some yeah. of it looks really nice yeah. out front. It really does. does. I would like a fourth floor slide down to the parking lot. <laughs> that yeah. would be fun. I would make this building cool. fun. Yeah, that would be fun. You know what? Fun would be nice. I do wish I could have worked 
with the window opening up to Rittenhouse Square. As much as I really would not care to work in Philadelphia right in the middle of the city yes. because of parking and, you know, things like that, um, it would have been so cool to be able to look down on that square and open up the, the, the windows and have the air come in and all that stuff. I know, look at you. I know you talking. did. I mean, it was so glorious. <laughs> Had to have been. It was, I mean, because it was an ever-changing tableau. You would look out there, you know, and because there were businesses all around, you'd see businessmen in the and women in the daytime, but you'd see, you know, old folks, young folks, college people. There was a guy that walked his cat um, on a mm-hmm. leash through Rittenhouse Square. You'd see the most unusual, bizarre things, and on nice days, we would... Uh, get a Marty unit, which was a portable unit, and just go sit in the square and broadcast the show. That's cool. Um, it it was. It, we've never quite come back to that level of magic. The building was quite the dump, um, to be perfectly <laughs> honest. Um, it it made this place look like um, a Holiday Inn. Mm. Um, <laughs> it's I mean, hard to make the, uh, the the context, yeah, yeah. But I mean, the but the location was magnificent, wow. uh, and when. Um, and when that uh, check comes in, I am buying the station, moving us back there, and you'll have a parking spot. Thank you. And a limo Good. driver to get you there. Oh, so you'll oh wow, wow, wow. I'm on board. Perfect. Yeah. Uh, and there'll also be all the great restaurants around there and all the great vibe and shopping and... City wage tax. City wage tax. <laughs> but you'll you'll all be paid extra to cover to the compensate, city wage right. tax. Right, right, right. right, right, right. You have a, you have so you'll actually plan. be making tons more money. When we worked at uh, Y100 uh, the uh, in, in media, we had a lovely window that opened up onto Baltimore Pike. <laughs> <laughs> and that was just gorgeous. Majestic. Well, gorgeous. Uh, Philly Insurance is, I guess, the main client of this building. And uh, um, they're creeping into our building because uh, they want to make our building look like an insurance company, too. So as you walk the hallways, it, uh, everything looks very insurance. Um, Turn I'm around, here. Look, look at the guy doing the windows. He's, There's uh, a guy cleaning the windows. By the way, he's right not now. up on anything. That's how tall he is. <laughs> yeah. Joel Embiid is out front. Pierre's trying. Oh, it's... It's uh, Pierre. It's soundproof. Yeah, and, and there's a whole there's, other pane. There's another pane of glass between us and him. <laughs> and about three feet in between the two panes of glass. Hey, I have something for you. Oh, hey. I have a gift for you. Oh, great day in the cookie. My, all right. Okay. <laughs> great day in the cookie. Yeah. My wife got this. Wow. So it's from both of us, but okay. she got it. Uh, Pierre's been buying people masks yeah. around here. So Pierre, I have. This for you. Wow! <laughs> Here, I'll what show you guys. Oh, whoa! That's amazing. It's the oh front my of Minerva. God. That is oh, my God. A Volkswagen van mask. Oh, and my I have, God. I have two colors to choose from. We oh, my God. It's blue. red so and blue. Go. They're both oh, for you. I love it. That's great. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I want to see what that looks like on you, Hang if you on. don't mind. That's I want cool. to see if we can oh, right. so make that out. It's a VW cool. van or VW bus. Front. It's the front of the front a, of a it. Yeah. really old one. Yeah. The uh, old, the super, super micro. It runs micro just as, as well as the actual Minerva. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's not go there. There you there. go. Oh, come on. Oh, come on. No, no, no. Get on there. Get on there. Oh, wow. There you go. It actually looks nice. I love it. That looks great. Yeah, it looks really cool. There it is. All right. All right. He got me a rush mask, so there you go, my man. Thank you very much. My pleasure. Um, We need to do the letter of the day if you're ready. Yes. All right, here we go. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. And the Preston and Steve show brought to you today by the letter. 
V is in van. All right, V is in van. I love it. And we have a pair of Ron Jaworski golf passports. Each passport entitles you to eight rounds of golf. That's one at each of his six uh, local courses, a seventh bonus round locally, and the eighth round at Honey Run in York, PA. And some restrictions apply. Uh, the Ron Jaworski Golf Passport. It's the MMR big friggin' deal this week, by the way. You can get it now at WMMR.com with the keyword deal. Uh, supplies are very limited. This deal usually sells out quickly. Eight rounds of golf for just $89. Wow. And shipping is included. So make sure you check the big friggin' deal, WMMR.com. What's in store for the show today? Thank you for asking. We've got a block of Aerosmith uh, for Eric Bazilian's birthday. We've got a block of the Hooters. And um, for your rush, love, and heart, We've got a block of the Grateful Dead. Wait, wait, you have a um, a block of Aerosmith for Eric Bazilian's birthday? Did no, I, no, I, I, I said was thinking the same thing. Okay. Did I say it wrong? It's, yeah. You said we have a block of Aerosmith, for, and then you go for Eric Bazilian's birthday. You didn't pause. He said the Hooters <laughs> Okay, that, okay. So oh. It oh. did sound like that at it first. Would, it would be just like me to pass <laughs> by Hooters altogether and just go to the next thing. So... Uh, Sometimes you got to, that's why having six people with you can catch little things that yeah. happen. Yes. It's just you and Pancake Man. Yeah. Sometimes. You got to get a handle on your get by. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, let me thank our sponsors. President Steve Show has been brought to you today by Acme Markets Fresh Foods. Local flavors also brought to you by Duncan. Visit DuncanCoffeeBreak.com and send your hero a Duncan E gift card today. The President Steve Show runs on Duncan. Uh, tomorrow on the program, it is Wednesday. We'll have Secret Text Square. We'll go on Fox Good Day. And there is a distinct possibility, since we made the announcement of his show, and we're presenting it, Bert Kreischer. Yeah. It has not been confirmed yet, but uh, we'll see about getting him on. That's it. We are done. Rage on. And have a great day, and we'll see you tomorrow. Sorry, the board was broken. Uh, I think we can do it now. Here, we can end the show. Here we go. On 93.3 WMMR. Hey, everybody. It's good to have you on the... Okay, now we're done. The Preston and Steve love you. Thank you. Line. One question. Is that Duncan Chino machine fixed yet? Next message. Connect. Next message. Now look at traffic. Jim, how is traffic looking? Well, Todd, if you look at I-95 South. Ah! The Preston and Steve Love You, Hate You line. Call 484-434-1333. MMR rocks. Brought to you by DellToyota.com and DellChevrolet.com. Jack, sell them for less.